talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome to Creek Talk. This is Steven. This is Jamie. And each week we are going to break down an episode of Dawson's Creek. Which you guys would already know if you listen to episodes one and two of us. So we just like to reiterate that fact, you know. Yeah. Just this, is, forgot. this is now episode three, Jamie. Can you believe it? <laughs> Look at us. Episode three. It's so exciting. We're on episode lucky three. <laughs> three number three is lucky? Yeah. Lucky number three. Well, I'll take it. All right. And I think this was a, a really good episode. I, I watched it a couple of times and um, I thought, yeah, and every, I felt like everybody looked really attractive in this episode for some reason. Their lighting was really good. No, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't into, I didn't think he looked that good. I thought it was Dawson this episode. He really looked attractive. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I just never really. I know. <laughs> I know you, you're all about Pacey. I get I'm it. All about I'm all about Pacey. <laughs> well, before we get into the uh, episode, why don't we uh, do a little catch up and talk about what's new? What's yeah, new with okay. you? What's new with me? Well, let's see. Last weekend, the weekend that just passed, I should say, I went glamping, so I had a little vacation, mm-hmm. and that was a fun. We went to um, it's called Blue Rocks campground like family campground in lee hartsville pennsylvania which is not far from where i live but it kind of seems like it's a whole different world so it's it's pretty it's pretty nice honestly if i didn't live you know have to commute to work to where i did i would love to live out there and just be in the middle of the mountains and the hills and the trees and the away from people (laughs) um yeah wouldn't everybody want to do that (laughs) Well, not everybody likes the trees and the people and the bugs and the, you know, the wildlife. So well, I just don't like people. <laughs> so. I know. <laughs> not saying our listeners aren't great. We love you all. Um, no, just people. But people. No. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, I had a lot of fun deliveries that came recently. I had some purchases through Etsy because Etsy is wonderful. And um, big shout out to the art that I received and I got this really cool, they're like these thumb holders for books for when you're holding like paperbacks and you can hold the book. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, this, this one girl, she created them by hand and it was, it was there, there. I have four, I ordered four of them and they all are themed from one of my favorite books. I have a lot of favorite books, so that's not really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, the theme of them was from those and they're awesome. I love them. So it's great. Yeah. I saw some of the, pictures that you posted on your on your bookstagram yeah why don't you just tell everybody what your what your instagram is in case you want to follow you yeah it's jlynn underscore book lover yeah jamie posts a lot of really fun pictures about books that she's interested in or books she's reading and they're really you know it's just one of those pages that you just see automatically and you're like oh i like that picture and the one picture you posted i even said to you it was like of like a hot cartoon guy (laughs) it was like how am I attracted to this cartoon? Okay, so his name is Roth, <laughs> and he's a character from a book series that um, Jennifer L. Armentrout writes, and it is also one of the prints that I had received uh, recently from an Etsy person, actually. The person who created that was Art by Stephanie. 
Um, but yeah, his name's Roth. I know he is pretty hot for a book character. He's yeah. uh, a book called White Hot Kiss. It's a series. Oh, okay. Very, very good. I bet you people that are listening to this uh, are reading that. Possible. I feel like that's our demographic. JLA <laughs> is a really big popular author these days. So for those of you that are Armitrout fans, you probably know what I'm talking about. And if you aren't, you should check her out because all of her books are awesome and they are wide range of different different genres that she writes so there's a little bit of everything in there for anybody good look at me promoting her i know well no i mean that's good you like her and oh yeah nothing wrong with that no not at all well good i'm glad that you are getting your book orders and you had fun glamping oh, i haven't gone camping in years we went a couple Oh my God. I want to say we went like seven or eight years ago and we actually slept in tents outside and it was us and our close friends. And I think her, our friend's brother went, I don't remember, but it was fun. I mean, it was, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, freezing cold because I had to pee and I was freaking out because it was so cold. I didn't think it was going to be that cold, but I, I was like, I'm not doing this again. (laughs) This is not fun for me. I'd rather go to a nice hotel and like do something else, but I'm, I can say I did it, but um, that's not my thing. Yeah, I think the last time I actually went like dry camping or, or tent camping was a couple of years ago in the Outer Banks, like right off of the beach. Um, and it was in the middle of summer. So it was so hot because we really didn't oh, get yeah. a lot of like airflow through the tent. There's no electricity. So it's not like you can set up a fan. Although these days, I think they've got stuff that's battery operated that works. Um, but it was really nice at night because you're, you know, on the beach, pretty much you go outside, there's no lights. At night, you know, it's just straight sky and the waves crashing and it was beautiful, but I'm not, I'm not a dry camping fan anymore. I do not have time for that. I want like some type of mattress to sleep on if I can help it. So right now we're doing the camper thing. It's great. We got air conditioner and. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know you had a camper. I thought you were saying in like. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, we've got a camper. Cool. I like it. Yeah. I always wanted a camper. I see campers on like TV shows and stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> I kind of want a camper. <laughs> it would make me want to go do that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, won't have to sleep for anymore. the amount of money that you spend on it, you're kind of like, well, I kind of have to now, you know? Yeah. You spend all this money and never use it. But yeah, it's a home away from home, a home on wheels. Well, good. I'm glad that you had a nice vacation. Thank you. Um, I. I'm actually on vacation next week. It's my birthday week. Um, I really don't have anything planned, which is weird because we normally go away, but it just didn't work out this year. But I really want to take like a couple of day trips or maybe like do a, like a long weekend. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But vacation it is and a happy early birthday to you. Oh, shame. <laughs> I, I I have like things that I want to do in my head and I, I know I'll do them. I just don't know when, but I don't know. I'm just like winging it. It'll be nice to just not have to work and not have to worry about work and all that stuff. But that is the best really... part of vacations, regardless if it's a staycation or not, is just not having to think. Yeah. And I'm, and like with everything happening with COVID again, it's freaking me out. Like they started mandating masks again and like I was just getting used to not wearing it and it just freaks me out. But other than that, I really don't, there's nothing new has been happening. I've just been like working a lot. Just, oh, I watched, um, talking about attractive <laughs> cartoon characters. <laughs> I watched the new uh, He-Man on Netflix. It's literally, it, I watched it in like an hour or like two hours. It wasn't long at all. Um, and 
the character that they made, Man at Arms, he's like an old, like, he's like a hot daddy. And I was <laughs> like, what are they doing? <laughs> and he has like a, like a, like a little ponytail, like bun ponytail in the back. I was like, wow, there's something wrong with me. Unless I'm just really horny. I have to finish watching this. I can't watch this anymore. Cartoons. And, yeah, it was uh, weird. I'm, I'm not like I'm not like one of those guys that like watches cartoons, but um, no, I was like, but I it actually was a really good show. I will say, that. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing like the original He Man. I guess I gotta like, check this cartoon out now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're if, if Man at Arms would be your type. <laughs> he was mine. Yeah. That if he was like a real person, that would be my type. Um, but other than that, um, I got caught up on the Walking Dead, the last season of Walking Dead. That show's still on. Yeah, they're going into its like final season. Um, this like coming season. (laughs) I know. Well, they're constantly having like new characters, but it's not as exciting as it once was. And I stopped watching after the fourth season, so I was done. After that, it's just repetitive. I'm over it. Well, me and um, a couple of my friends would watch it together, like via text. <clears throat> and then we just kind of stopped. We, it, I kind of fell off of that. And the other one, Fear the Walking Dead, because they killed off like one of my favorite characters. And then, yeah, but I'm like, I'm a completist with things. And I'm like, I have to go back and finish watching it because I had already watched like half of the season. So you're, you're but, in the whole stretch. You might as well finish it. Like I know. It. So I did. But it was all right. I mean, it wasn't like my favorite season it was it because of covid it was like all over the place and they like cut the series it was weird i don't know but yeah nothing else new so with that when i get into this new episode of dawson's Let's Creek, do it. all right i gotta get my energy up i feel like i had like a long day today and it's wednesday and i'm like i really want to want to like get pumped you know so i'm drinking a red bull what are you drinking i am st- you know mike's hard lemonade that's what i got so all right well cheers cranberry whatever cheers maybe next week i'll drink a cocktail (laughs) i'll have a cocktail Mm -hmm. all right all right let's get into this so uh we are now on episode three titled kiss aired february 3rd 1998 directed by steve minor again written by kevin williamson and i need to look at imdb but i wonder if steve minor actually directed all these episodes this season because I really only thought he had, he directed one. It's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know how any of that stuff works. Because I would just think if you, you start with a director, you finish with a director, unless the show starts to tank and you're like, you're out. But I mean, I don't know anything about how any of that works. So. Well, I know with certain series, like especially like short series, um, they'll hire one director and they'll just do the whole thing. But I know with shows back then, they always had different directors. Like, I remember when we did um, background work for One Tree Hill, the mom who was on Growing Pains, um, I think her name's Joanna Kearns. She was directing that episode. And I remember being me and my friend, we were in the hallway in the scene and um, Hillary Burton, who played, uh, I don't remember her name, Peyton, I think. And yeah, the blonde, curly blonde girl. And um, Sophia Bush played Brooke, I think they were in the scene together in her lockers. And uh, Joanna Kearns was like giving them direction. And I watched the two actresses talking and Hillary Burton was getting so annoyed by the direction and she was like talking shit about her. And I was like, 
to my friend, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so mad. <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. Because <laughs> she kept saying, why do we have to keep doing, why does she keep telling us to do this? It was so funny. <laughs> Speaking of Hillary Burton, she was in the last episode that I watched of the Fear of, the Wa- or of, of Walking Dead because her husband's on that show. Oh. Um, he plays Negan. Oh. Yeah, she, pl- she was playing his wife in the show. It was crazy. She turned into a zombie and everything. It was weird. <laughs> you should watch it. She didn't have her long curly hair. <laughs> she was bald. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to Dawson's Creek. <laughs> back to Dawson's Creek. We're getting sidetracked. I know. I know. Back to Kiss. Uh, all right. So we open up on Dawson and Joey in his bedroom, as usual. Um, they're watching a black and white movie, and it's with a man and a woman rolling around in the ocean, and they're about to kiss, and it has all this like movie music in the background and it's actually (laughs) what (laughs) it's a sappy typical romance scene yeah it's like an old movie i mean with this scene not for nothing i never understood the whole making out on the beach you know and rolling around and the dirty things that happen because i mean being a woman (laughs) and sand it just does not sound like a good time to me. <laughs> Even well, it's with a not. blanket laid down. Like, I just don't understand how that really got introduced as, like, a romantic idea. Like, I just don't find that romantic at all. It, I mean, the setting is pretty, but come on, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. We want sand. And- I am not somebody who wants to be uh, rolling around in sand either. Uh, just, like, kill me. Because I don't want to be touching sand. I don't want sand on me. Like, I hate when I'm, like, going into the ocean and then I get the sand on me again. It's gross. I'll sit and, like, I'm not going to, like, build a sand castle or anything. But I will, like, bury my feet in the sand. But once that sand's on me when I'm getting out- off the beach, it's... it. It's such a gross feeling. I don't know. But anyway, the movie they're watching is called From Here to Eternity, uh, starring Deborah Kerr and Burt Lancaster. So the name of the actress, uh, we got a callback later with Joey, uh, which is why she says her name is Deborah Kerr. Sen. <laughs> um, so Dawson is saying that this movie... Oh, I want to first say, like, they're laying on their bed watching this movie on their stomachs, like, facing the the TV. And I watched that, and I was like, oh, my God, they both look so attractive. I don't know what it was. Like, the light, it had to be the lighting in this episode. But his hair was super blonde. Her her face was, like, super, super cute. But it was was a really good, uh, just the way everything, like, focused on them. I liked it. They were so, they were so, like, attractive. But (laughs) what? (laughs) Well done, movie crew or show crew, whatever you call the people that do all the things. Well done, guys. Production, yeah, yeah, low lighting. Yeah, Yeah, them them people. (laughs) So, so Dawson is saying that this is going to be exactly uh, how he kisses Jen for the first time. Um, They get into this very heavy dialogue scene, and um, Joey's basically telling Dawson that he lives in a fantasy world, and everything he is, like, talking about isn't real, and you can't create your first kiss. She tells him just to kiss her already. (laughs) Like, she's so fast, she's gonna, like, move on. (laughs) I really love Joey's snark. Like, even before they really started jumping into how Dawson's planning his kiss with Jen, she... I guess it got brought up about this beach scene. I'm still stuck on this beach scene because <laughs> one of my favorite lines from Joey is, hmm, sand in my crotch, heaven. And I just, oh, yeah. 
I just, I mean, it's, I'm going backwards because I'm going back to, you know, sand and unwanted places and how this scene is supposedly so romantic. I mean, it's in books, it's in movies, it's in TV shows. <laughs> All these people are trying to romanticize, you know, rolling around and getting physical on the beach and the rest of us women who are living in the real world are like, nobody wants sand in those places. Okay, let's be real. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> As you were saying, though. <laughs> no, it's fine. Get it out, Jamie. <laughs> get it get out. It out. Okay. <laughs> it's not it sexy. Okay, people, this is not sexy. <laughs> so for anybody listening, um, just don't ever take uh, Jamie on a romantic date on the beach and roll around with her because <laughs> she won't like it. <laughs> That's a no-no. <laughs> no, not, not, not me. I mean, everybody, any woman, okay? Uh, there's just, there's just no. Just... Unless it's on one of those beaches where they've got those beds, you know, with a little privacy screening on the. <laughs> like a beach, like at a beach club? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. <laughs> My God. <laughs> That's probably like the only time when you're at a hotel that has the whole beach access and they've got those beds with the screening protective things, then you're on a bed, you're not covered in sand, then you're solid. That, that totally yeah. works for you and your, your, your significant other. I'm just saying, don't be rolling around on the beach and expect to get some because if, if it happens, you're with somebody who's very naive. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're if you're in a secluded spot, then you have privacy, and you can just do whatever the frig you want to do, <laughs> and not have to worry about this answer. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> do you have it out of your system? <laughs> we got to move on because I'll just keep talking about how much the beach sucks. <laughs> oh my god. And, and meanwhile, I'm like dying to get to a beach. I'm like, I, I look like a ghost. I need to get oh, to the no, honey, I'm from Jersey. I'm over the beach. Give me the woods <laughs> any day. <laughs> I, haven't been, I haven't been near a pool or anything in like over a year. Anyway, so. <laughs> Thank you, COVID. <laughs> yeah. So Joey is basically saying like, you can't create this fantasy in your head. Like you have to just go with it kind of thing. And he's telling her she's like cynical and all this stuff. And he even tells her, you can have, you can even have this type of moment on the beach yourself. And she says, you're cynical. No, he tells her she's cynical. And he says, she tells him, you used to be cynical too. You're, you're far more interesting. And um, she tells him he's living in this Peter Pan fantasy film land. And he says, she'll understand one day the longing to kiss someone and she'll come back to him telling him he was right, which is hilarious because we all know where the story is going to go with their relationship. Right. Um, so right before she climbs out the window down her ladder, she tells him clap hard Dawson. You may be Tinkerbell's last hope because they had a small conversation about magic and Peter Pan and all this stuff. I really love, like I said, I love Joey's responses, her snark, her her witty responses are just great. And when I, I actually wrote that line down too. Oh, good. Uh, because when she said, you know, clap hard, Dawson, you may be Tinkerbell's last hope. It's just, it's just an awesome line because if anybody who's familiar with Peter Pan, you know that in order to keep, you know, Tinkerbell or fairies from dying, you have to clap, you know, <laughs> this this whole thing. But I just, I just loved that. I loved it. Yeah, it was smart. I liked it. They had, it, yeah, it was really smart. And I remember, I do remember that line back when I watched it and I really didn't get it because I wasn't, the only like thing about Peter Pan I remembered was like the Disney Peter Pan and Hook. Hook, yes. 
um, me and my well, brother I mean, used to watch that all the it time. Gets brought up. I don't think it really gets brought up in the Disney um, aspect of Peter Pan. And there's a couple of different versions of like live action. But Hook, actually, it does get brought up in Hook when Tinkerbell first comes to find him because his kids were taken. And um, it was uh, Julia Roberts, I think, that plays Tinkerbell. Yeah. And he said something about, I don't believe. And so she started to die in the tool in the toy house. You know, his kids, his daughter's toy house. Yeah. And she's like, you have to clap. He's like, so he starts clapping. She's like, louder, Peter. <laughs> um, oh, I have to rewatch that. I haven't watched that in years. Actually, it was on TV not that long ago. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I always remember the one lost boy who... <laughs> Turns into like a ball. Oh, oh wait! Oh, that turns into a ball. I forget his name. <laughs> he like rolls down like <laughs> the ship or whatever. <laughs> so stupid. The bowling ball, yeah. And then it actually sounds like bowling balls hitting pins when he starts knocking the the pirates over. I love that movie so much. Can you tell? <laughs> I know. Um, but like right up, was- right up your bowling alley. <laughs> bowling alley, you know. <laughs> Well, now we're on to the terrible Jan Arden song uh, of the opening credits, which I'm going to constantly say every episode because I can't stand it. Well, I will say I, I can stand it because I catch myself singing it. We all know the words. I mean, regardless of how much you like it or not, it's just one of those songs. I Let me just, I'll say it differently. I don't hate it. It's just not a good song for their theme song. When I, when I watch this show with the original theme song, I like I said it before, it just doesn't make sense that they would choose that song. They need like a more mellow song. But I like Jen Arden. She has a lot of good songs. I have I have a couple of her albums and I think it's a good song, just not for their theme song. And yeah, I do sing it <laughs> once in a while. I catch myself singing it. <laughs> so we after the, after the opening credits, uh, we are at school. We're in Mr. Gold's film class. And Cliff and Nellie are trying to go over Helmets of Glory and what it's missing and what they need to fix. Every time that they know. Me. And, you know, this entire time you just see Dawson, like they're, they're talking and they're going back and forth about the different aspects and what this movie's missing. And you just see Dawson really trying hard to stay quiet, bite his tongue. Yeah, he's about to have like an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, I swear he looks like his head's about to pop off and roll yeah. down the aisle. And then you're just sitting there the entire time going, all right, I'm going to clock him. How long does it take for him to finally speak? And, you know, what's going to happen? Is he going to get reprimanded, you know, or is the teacher going to kick him out? Or will he get praise for actually having a brain? I don't know, you know, (laughs) so. Well, the good thing is that he knows what he's talking about. And we get that little uh, shot of Mr. Gold at the end of the scene where he is like, oh, I think he knows what he's talking about because they're all suggesting all these plot like twists and all this stuff. And then Dawson basically says, you need to uh, root for the underdog, right? Isn't yeah, they were, they were trying to come up with some kind of issue. You know what I mean? I, I'm trying to remember exactly what it is, but they were like, Oh, they need to create dramatic tension. That's yeah, what that's it what it was. It was dramatic tension. They needed some kind <clears> of dramatic <throat> tension, and everything was so focused on the main character. They're like, right. you're not going to get it from him. <laughs> right and then nelly calls him out like the bitch that she is <laughs> uh, she's driving crazy throughout this entire episode just oh she's me. nuts but she's it was she was good in the episode though like she yeah yeah i liked her and I, I, i'm sure i mean i don't know anything about directing because she's the director i think right and the uh, the other guy was like writer no um, isn't isn't she producer maybe that's and what cliff is the director i think 
maybe that's what I don't listen yeah. to my lingo on anything that happens backstage <laughs> is just shot to hell. I have no clue what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is whatever part she was playing in that whole movie section thing that they're doing for school, she played it well. I am sure that there are producers or directors or whoever that do want to listen to other people. They want to do what they have in their heads and that's it. And I'm sure she played the part the way she was supposed to play the part. She did it well so much so that I hated her. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> I her. I just like her. I want to just lap around a little. Yeah. She's, she gets real nasty and you're like, just calm down, Nellie Olson. Like, take a chill pill. I, don't, I mean, just just let him say his piece. You don't have to enact it or agree with it or like it. Just let him get it out. You don't have to be rude about it, you know? Yeah, she's rude to him throughout the whole thing. <sighs> it drives me crazy. <laughs> so, so yeah, Dawson makes a suggestion. We cut to Mr. Gold and we're like, okay, he's clearly going to work on the film or, you know, be an actual part of the class now because he's... You know, like I said, he sees something in Dawson. It's it's not even to cut you off with that, but it's really interesting because Dawson gives his his point of view, his option, his his suggestion, I guess. And um, God, what is his name? So if he is, if she's the producer, he's the director, right? Oh, I can't remember mm-hmm. his name. The other Cliff. one, who like, yeah, Cliff, who came up with the storyline. Every time that Dawson speaks, he like about it, like gives his opinion. You can see Cliff's face taking it in. It's like, huh, yeah, think of that. Whereas you got what's her face? Listen, I told you, bad with names. I don't know them. They're not main characters. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are. The blonde chick has got an attitude. Nellie she, Olsen. Whatever. <laughs> she shoots him down every time. But like the director's like Cliff, you know, Cliff is like, huh, let's, I didn't think of that, you know? And I, I like that by the end of that that point in the episode um at least when they're actually filming when it gets later he actually was like no no i want to hear what he has to say let him talk and i uh, yeah i like that too i really like that cliff did that yeah she he stopped letting nelly like steamroll him and just be the director yeah because i'm like the school is helping fund this i'm assuming (laughs) yeah they're doing it all on school property so it's not like nelly's getting paid to do it like just let him do the job She's not like a real director. No, <laughs> and I think she like has a conniption because she's like, I put in the time and the effort right. and I've been doing this for a year or something. I guess they've been working on it for the whole year. I don't I don't know if she meant like an actual 365 day year or the school year, but um, you know, she's just kind of on a for high the semester. <laughs> semester, yeah, right. For however long she's in that elective or that class, but she's just kind of on a high horse about it, you know. You know, people me and high horses. I just want to knock them down a peg or two or five. Yeah, yeah, that happens. And then the next scene, I believe, is Pacey and Tamara in mm-hmm. class. Yeah, and Pacey's failing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so, so this is the whole storyline for Pacey in this episode with Tamara. Let's be honest, Mara. It's Mara. it's the whole like Pacey storyline, the entire his entire like high school career, like the, the all the episodes, all the seasons that they're in high school. This is pretty much his struggle life. Yeah, I never realized that he was such a bad student. He just I don't know. Yeah, he, but he says he says he's doing it on purpose. That's what I didn't understand. He tells her he's doing it on purpose, and I was like, why? And I don't even remember what he said, but it didn't make any sense to me. I don't know. But the whole the whole purpose of him going after class to get his test, she says you're failing, and then 
Oh, he failed with it. He failed with the 23. He's failing every class. Apparently, um, he tells Samara that it was on purpose. He was hoping she'd bail him out with some private tutoring. She agrees to tutor him after school around six ish, which is so late to me. Yeah. Uh, going to be in a dark high school. Because I think my high school let out at 230. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. like I remember who goes to school class or goes to, to school for tutoring that late it was so weird to me that, that's like going home taking a nap eating some dinner and then going back to school i'm sorry yeah no, i'm gonna do tutoring it's gonna be right after school so that i'm there and then i can go home and have the rest of my day who goes back to school after that unless teachers have some kind of in school meeting or something for four hours i don't forget. oh you know what i think she did say that in the episode she had a meeting or something but it also set up for them to be alone in the school by themselves well, they weren't completely in the school because the entire time later you find out that, you know, Pacey's making these comments and, and Tamara's like, we are not alone. You know, we may be alone in this classroom, but we're not alone in the building. So there is somebody in the building. I just don't know. I mean, maybe the cleaner guy. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I really I really thought it was funny because his innuendos about um, not even his, but her innuendos about like you'll get rewarded if you get these answers right, you know, because he's reading a book um, and he's, you know, she's giving him pop questions and it made me think of what's that adam sandler movie when he goes oh down? billy madison billy madison you know <laughs> yeah it does remind me of that <laughs> and then later i guess he was with uh, the comedian that i can't remember his name of right now and i feel so terrible about it because he's awesome but you know he would answer a question like you are correct and like remove an item of clothing <laughs> oh i don't um, know i haven't seen that movie in years either it's, it's been a really long time he's a really big comedian he's a big guy he he passed away um oh chris farley yeah, it was Chris Farley. Thank you. Oh, wow. I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, Chris Farley was in it. Chris Farley. I love Chris Farley. May he rest Yeah, he was a freaking genius. Are you kidding me? Oh, my um, God. Justin does. Justin imitates him doing the Gap Girl. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see that skit <laughs> where it's him and david spade on snl and they're doing the gap girls and she's on a diet and because he's clearly like a big guy and <laughs> he's like leave me alone i'm starving <laughs> and he's eating all the fries <laughs> you, have always, to, you have to youtube it i always remember this the skit where he uh comes to talk to a family about something i don't even remember and it's um god oh yeah he lives down by the river yeah he lives in the yeah yeah they're like sitting on the couch i can't even remember who they are you know me and names i like i got the fact i don't remember who they were but i think it's not even important (laughs) (laughs) but anyways that's what i thought of when the you know tamara and pacey were having this interaction and um and it was just it was just really funny to to see how they were flirting you know but not really because she's like pacey you got a prime number and he's like she's like you got a 23 you're failing you know (laughs) yeah there was such a weird back and forth with them because they've already kissed twice and he's being so obvious to her about how much he's you know into her yeah well i mean he's a man he knows what he wants and he's not ashamed or he's not a a man he's a he's he's a boy still He's still a boy. He's a 15 year old boy. Not a oh, man yet. He'll be a he'll be a man by the end of this episode. How about he's, that? A, he's a young man. Is that better? <laughs> he will be a man. Maybe he'll that's be a man by the end of this. But but she's also giving him like such confusing signals. And I know 
I like we shouldn't even have the conversation because she's the predator in the situation. But she's made it very clear to him that she is into him because of like her advances too. But every time he tries to step to her, she backs off. And every time, yeah, yeah, like she's really messing him up. Like really, she she can't. She knows what she's doing is wrong, but she's like going against her better judgment. I guess does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. Her own hormones are overriding her brain i guess she just finds pacey witter that attractive i mean it's so weird jamie because like the more i've been watching it the more this storyline is like i just it's not that it's pissing me off it's just um first of all they really did get away with a lot and like it is such a controversial thing but i don't know it's when i look at him and i look at her he really does look like look like a child to me um because he was so young but back then, he, obvi- he I thought he was older. It's it's weird. I wonder how old he actually was when these episodes were getting done. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I'll have to, I was thinking of that earlier too because I rewatched it again, and I was I was about to to Google him, but I was I totally forgot. I want to say he was probably at least twenty. Yeah, it always it always it always it boggles my brain when you have these actors and these actresses doing these parts, and they're so much older than they are in the show, like they're supposed to be in the show, and it's like this is crazy. How do you magic? I don't know the well, camera and the they just do such a really great job, or even even the actors or actresses where they are that young, and their character they're portraying is actually a little bit older, and so when they start to get to like the more romantic intimate scenes they have to like keep putting it off until they like turn 18 or something you know well no this is this was my confusion too because i at at the end of the episode we do see jen and dawson kiss finally and i know in real life she was probably 15 or 16 and he was i know he was older than 20 i think he had to be at least 21 so watching when I rewatched it earlier, I was like, wow, he's kissing like a 16 year old. I wonder how they like got away with that. I don't know. I don't know. I like it. This makes me really kind of want to look up and see how old they are. Cause what's, where's the cutoff age? Is it 16? And they're like, okay, you can kiss, but like nothing else. Or is it like 18? Like where is that when you kind of, where the lines get blurred between the actual age of the actors and the characters they're portraying, you know? Yeah. Unless I, I just remembered this because I feel like Je- uh, Michelle Williams was emancipated. So if she was emancipated, she would technically be an adult, right? right. Yeah, I mean, because I think I she lived in North Carolina either. without um, uh, like a guardian, right? Right. So I guess that would make sense. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the eyes of the state, you would be technically an adult because you'd you'd have to be able to have these things that without parental consent or signing or, or whatever. So I, yeah, I don't know how that works. Anybody know? If any of you guys that are listening, know? Let us know. We're curious. It was so weird. It was you so weird. I'm gonna know. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll um, put up a poll, <laughs> and, we'll up and all three of you can answer it. <laughs> I'm working so hard on these social media posts. You're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so all right, so um, he leaves the school. He's going to meet tomorrow back at six, so they can like he can she can tutor him, and then you know possibly fuck. Um, we'll see. We'll we'll find out. Um, so then we cut to a really pretty scene on the waterfront and the ferry and there's a pretty song playing. And again, I saw that scene and I was like, oh my God, I want to go back to North Carolina, but it's not going to be the same. 
Um, and we're at the ice house, which I was at and it was totally closed down, but it had all those signs up. I have pictures of it and everything. Um, I remember when we, when we got there, I was like, oh my God, we're at Joey's work. Bessie's there complaining how pregnant she is. Uh, we meet the new Bodie, brand new Bodie. Yep. Who's a lot more handsome than the old Bodie, in my opinion. I like this Bodie. I like this Bodie. He's got my vote. Yeah, I like him too. He's cracking a lot of jokes on Bessie about how pregnant she is. And we get to see this Bodie. I think the oh, the other Bodie, we saw him for like a minute in passing, not even, but we get to see this Bodie like a couple of times, you know, yeah. he's, got, he's got, he's got a girl's back. Um, right. <laughs> back jokes. I, I love it. But we get to, yeah, there are there three of them are sitting outside at a table and Dawson and Pacey are ordering food mm-hmm. and the new love interest for like a whole hot minute comes walking up it catches Joey's eye and they do this whole stare thing and Dawson seems a little bit unsure because he's like whoa wait a minute yeah like I I don't know about you but I kind of picked up a little bit of like some jealousy there yeah oh I definitely did Casey's just cracking jokes about it the entire time but he was kind of cute I don't know the actor but I thought he was kind of cute yeah I didn't look up but <laughs> I didn't look up his name either. I thought he was cute too. But we also learn that Dawson's there picking up an order for Helmets of Glory crew because he's actually working on the film now. Yes. Um, but yeah, we see, <laughs> we like you said, we see Anderson come in, Anderson make eyes with Joey, and she gets all like googly eyed, which is cute. And then uh, PC is saying he wants to try something sexy what does he say he says some oh he wants to order something sexy and <laughs> he back, yeah and, and joey goes who's the lucky farm animal <laughs> i'm telling you her wit is awesome throughout this entire show She's so good I yeah love, i love her character so much i love her he, character. he also goes because he's ordering the oysters and he goes what what makes a woman horny horny and joey says you're polar opposites <laughs> yeah well, i did I laugh a lot of those i laugh every time i watch this show because it's just classically amazing so they're asking joey who the guy is she doesn't know she just we're assumes he's some rich it. guy yeah they don't know who he is and yeah like you said dawson looks like he is confused a little jealous concerned that type of thing yeah. Yeah, like the tension, the tension of Joey is now diverted away from Dawson. And it's like, dude, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. Okay? Exactly. I thought the same thing. Make up your mind. I like, literally wrote that down. Can't have cake and eat too. <laughs> like you're already talking so much about this new girl, Jen, talking about how you want to kiss her, how you want to like be like the first for everything with this girl. And the first time your best friend shows an interest in somebody, you get so weird. He definitely got weird, but he handled it, I think. It could have gotten worse. Yeah, I, I did think it was kind of like shitty, though. Because we, because like we did see that in him. Like, oh, yeah, he, he, did, he did a really great job of portraying that right on his face. You he know, did. where he was just like, like his face just kind of fell and he was definitely confused. He was definitely slightly jealous. Mm-hmm. And I think he was confused at his own reaction to it, too. I think that's really what confused him. It wasn't so much about Joey as his own reaction to Joey showing interest in somebody else. Right. Because um, he never had that kind of competition before, I guess. Not not until today. Right. And that sort of goes back to the conversation they were having in the first episode where they are getting older. They're, they are experiencing new things. You know, stuff like that is going to get in the way and it's going to come in between them and their friendship. But we'll see what happens. 
Um, How many times do you walk your dog? I know. (laughs) He's like, Um, every day now that I think of Jen. (laughs) Now that the blonde hot, hey, pretty girl walked in next door, but... (laughs) You pretty girl. <laughs> okay. Now we're on the set of Helmets of Glory at, at the school where Dawson is setting up uh, the helmets for Helmets of Glory. <laughs> and then in walks Jen, which is the first scene she's in in the episode. She's wearing a cheerleader outfit. Um, he's confused why she's there. And she says Cliff gave her a part in the movie. He gave her two lines. Way to go. And those whalers sure look big. <laughs> And he's a little confused. He thinks uh, Cliff gave her the part for like an, a favor, I guess. He says something right. like that. And she says, no, he's a really nice guy. And I mean, not for nothing. So far, the interactions with Cliff, he does seem like a nice guy. I mean, not saying nothing about a jocks, I guess. Everybody's interaction is different. But for the type of character that he is, he does seem genuinely nice. He, he, he does. And you know what? I have to retract what I said in the last episode because I did say he, he plays an asshole very well. But he really isn't an asshole in this episode at all. Or not in at the, all. This character, he doesn't play an asshole. He plays like a good person, like a good guy. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, he's kind of a jerk when he doesn't remember Dawson's name. Um, I mean, oh, that's probably about it. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, he does seem like he's genuinely a, a decent human being within this show. Yeah. Uh, so we really can't give him too much of a bash. We just like to bash on people. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. <laughs> yeah, well, plus he's also not part of our, like, core four characters. So he's like an outsider. Who we'll never see after, you know, a couple of episodes anyways. He just kind of... Yeah, I was looking up again. He's, he is in a couple more. I do know that. Yeah. Um, I know that there's like a Halloween episode that he's in, but I digress. So they're filming the movie. Cliff grabs Jen from Dawson. And that's when he says, thanks, David. And Jen corrects him, which I thought was nice. He's always correcting him because he can never get Dawson's name right. But it also made me confused because they sort of made it act like seem like he didn't remember him from their very awkward exchange in the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's as bad as I am. He can't remember names. I know. something <laughs> Well, no, he just doesn't remember him at all. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, you're that guy who said, who said all that weird stuff while I was dancing with Jen. <laughs> all right, fair. Cliff, you're worse than me. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> at least I know people exist. I may not remember your name, but your face will look awfully familiar. <laughs> exactly. So now we're on the scene with Pacey is in Tamara's class. I have to constantly say her name. Tamara. 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 Like tomorrow, only tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I keep saying Tamara, but it's not Tamara. Um, because I have a friend named Tamara. So I keep saying Tamara, but it's Tamara. Tamara. Miss Jacobs. Like you're trying to say tomorrow really, really, really fancy. Tamara. Tamara. tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. <laughs> That's my old person talk. That's the way I shut it talk. <laughs> oh, tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow, oh tomorrow, I love you, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. You're only a classroom away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I just went there. All right, <laughs> moving on. So, so they're in uh, the classroom. She starts asking him questions. Asking him questions about the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he totally lies, and she catches him in his lie. And then he starts asking her questions uh, about what she was like in high school. And she says, you know, she was a really good student. She was a captain of the dance team, class treasurer, and she dated a football player. 
And then he says, would you have dated me? And she yes. says, no. And then, it kind of gets his feelings hurt a little bit. Yeah, but she turns around at some point and she says, you know, but I wasn't smart then. I'm a lot smarter now. And I just remember going, the hell you are. Right. Yeah, you're not that smart right now. You're you're going you're going backwards tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow forgets how old she is. She's trying to revert back to doing the right thing in high school by dating <laughs> the Pacey Witter type. That's what she's trying to do. <laughs> yeah, she's reliving glory days and just not in the best way possible, I guess. I, yep. I don't know. <laughs> but I just remember her saying that I'm smarter now and I'm going, no, no, you're not. <laughs> You really not at all. You are probably going to end up in jail. <laughs> well, she even says, you know, at least I was up until a couple days ago or whatever, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess. But she does catch that. herself. But she's still uh, uh, a predator. So, um, <laughs> so anyway. Oh, oh <laughs> she says that if he answers the questions correctly, um, she'll uh, give him positive reinforcement. So that okay. that's the reason why he starts like answering everything correctly. And this is when I started, it really reminded me of Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you so are she, correct. Or what does it say? That it's correct. And start stripping off. <laughs> I, I, just, to, I just picture him stripping, <laughs> stripping clothes in the tent, you know, with uh, Billy Madison, I guess. <laughs> so weird. I have such a vivid memory of watching that movie when I was, I guess when it came out, I was probably like 13. But my older brother always wanted to watch it too and i just remember like being in my room watching it all the time with him it's so weird and it was always every adam sandler movie just about that he ever puts out they're hysterical honestly i'll watch just about any adam sandler movie i remember i do like him and i like his movies i obviously love the wedding singer but um i remember saying what you don't like the wedding singer i love the wedding singer Oh, why'd you make that face? You don't like? No, I was just thinking. I had to think for a second. Oh, <laughs> I was like, it's like one of his best ones. <laughs> I know, I, I know. Um, Billy Idol, hello. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, and Drew Barrymore's in it. Like, I love I Barrymore. No, it's honestly, it's a fantastic movie. It's just, I wasn't <laughs> thinking about, I wasn't in that direction. <laughs> oh. I don't, like, I don't know why. It's all right, Jamie. So it's there was, so the... The other one, I'll cut all this out. The <laughs> other one that I liked was Big Daddy. And it's a, it's a funny movie, but there's a scene. I remember seeing it in the movies and I was laughing so hard. It, they're in like an Italian restaurant and they're, they're like scanning the people in the restaurant. And they show this like big heavy guy and his date. And they're eating like a big sausage, like Lady and the Tramp style. And I always thought that was so stupid. It's <laughs> such a weird scene. <laughs> I always cracked up with that. Really weird because so I love Adam Sandler movies because I really enjoy his humor. I enjoy their humor, and I'm really weird because I don't like stupid humor. But I will watch all of his movies. But other dumb stuff like um, who's that actor with the curly hair? Oh, Will Ferrell. I don't like Will Ferrell. Yeah, I I'm. Like him. I don't. I never thought he was super funny either. And um, I always. Like when people thought he was like so funny, I would just not get it. It's not that I don't understand his humor. I just, I don't find it funny. And his face makes me want to punch him. <laughs> he was, I will say there's this, well, he probably wasn't a part of it, but in Blades of Glory, he's in that I movie. With... That. I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, it's such, it's such a dumb scene. that's not even supposed to be funny, but they show like the ice skating scene that, they uh were doing at the olympics or something and 
they um they did it for the first time and kill like they killed their the person who did it killed their partner with the ice skate and they showed them like dying on the ice and it was not supposed to be funny but i laughed so hard at that because it was so out of the blue <laughs> I remember, like, what is this movie? Um, I remember when that movie came out, I was on a date and we went to a drive in movie theater, and then they played like two movies back to back, and that was one of them. And I didn't watch any of it. <laughs> well, I'm like that with Step Brothers. I don't understand how people can like constantly repeat that movie. I saw it once and I don't get it. I will say, I did like old school, but he's not like a big part of that movie to me. Nope. Anyway, all right, let's continue on with Dawson's Creek. Oh God. Um, Joey's at the ice house taking out the trash. She's walking down the dock and she sees her cute stranger, Anderson, playing the violin on home eye candy. It's her eye candy. Playing. Her eye candy. Lovely violin. <laughs> and uh, she's watching him. And again, she looks so pretty just standing yeah. there. And he stops and says, No applause. Uh, she's about to walk away and they have this like really cute dialogue um, <laughs> where she's like rolling her eyes a lot. And she's being like real snarky, like you said. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just yeah, she's just giving him constant attitude. I love it. I love it so much. And he's like, he's he's taking it in. He's like, I like this girl. She's snarky. I just yeah, he's into her. He likes he's her. Totally into it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he tells her his name's Anderson Crawford. He wants to know about her. She says, I'm a Pisces. I like Harleys and guys with tattoos. <laughs> Me too, honey. Me too. <laughs> yeah, you do. That is you. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Harley. I got a tattoo. And my man's got a Harley and some tattoos. So I'm right there with It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> we have something in common. I was going to say, no, you're a Gemini. You're not a Pisces. Right. So he asks her, he just assumes that she's like coming through town. Um, so he says, what brought you to Cape Side? And she doesn't tell him. And he tells her that he's there with his parents are looking for a chair owned by Paul Revere. And she lies and says that they brought a chauffeur. Oh, he asked if they had a, if they're on, if they came through on a boat, I guess. And she says, no, they brought a chauffeur. Her mother hates to stay out because she'll burn. And he says, and you, and she goes, I use lotion. (laughs) She gives him this like such a bitchy face. I love it. I love it so much. And she's so like quick with it. Like she's a quick wit. She responds so fast. Like there, I just, uh, I love that kind of wit. I really do. And I kind of wish that I could respond that quickly. Like sometimes I do. Somebody will say something and my wit will come back so fast and I don't even think it just comes out and it's glorious. And then sometimes my mouth says shit and I'm like, girl, that because that is not working for me. <laughs> I'm pretty quick with it. Yeah. But she, um, I have to tell you, like rewatching this, I, I'm going to keep saying it, but like, I'm really like falling in love with her all over again. Like I did back then, but I don't know. I, th- I honestly think it's just this season though. There's just something about this season with her. I don't know. Every single we'll scene she's in. But I guess we'll find out how much, if your love carries through to season two. I know we will see. She's just so innocent to me. Like she's, you know, I remember she was like new, a new actress, like in this brand new show. And she just was so interesting to me. And I just was so just attracted to her. 
and not not even like in a sexual way it wasn't even like that i just looked at her and i just right her character yeah and just even her as an as an actress i was so just like interested in who she was and how she became an act all that stuff but um yeah i'm just so taken by every single scene she's in because she's so pretty and i I don't know i just really like her that's that's all i can say (laughs) so he anyway i'm not gonna say all this stuff that they said they he wants to take her sailing the next day and she says she doesn't know she says maybe and then he asks her what her name is and she says deborah carr deborah carson because she corrects her stuff because the actress in the movie that they were watching in the beginning was named deborah carr so we're getting like a almost like a full circle moment now where dawson told her you can have this moment if you really wanted to and now she's literally she's creating that moment. Yeah. Exactly. She's doing the opposite of what Dawson was trying to do. It's I, just it's so funny, like the the opposite. Parallels. Yeah. I, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I missed the Deborah Carr uh like actress in the beginning. You know me, I'm bad with names, right? And the fact that you brought up that she actually used that name and in the opening scene you see them rolling around on the beach and that kind of happens, you know. Yep. Like, violin boy when they go sailing the next day and it just jamie i have to tell you i never even knew that like i did not think of this back then watching it right the stuff you miss yeah and like watching it now i was like that was so smart that they did that you know like he's telling her you could do this if you really wanted to you can create this magical moment meanwhile she's telling him it's stupid dawson like just go fucking kiss her already (laughs) just shut the fuck up and kiss her it's basically like this isn't real life this stuff does not happen in real life and i mean for a lot of people it doesn't you know and so she's got this very you know pointed view on how certain things happen and he's still in like fantasy land and here this fantasy is just opening itself up to her and it's actually happening in real life i love it i love it kind of like kind of put in joey's place you know like joey you said this can't happen but guess what it's happening because it's happening to you right now it's so it's so smart that they did this i love it it really is whoever wrote these you guys genius Kevin Williamson. Kevin, you're a genius, sir. He is. Well done. (laughs) Cheers to Kevin Williamson. Cheers to Kevin. (laughs) With my, do they shut, do they ever shut up on your planet, Koozie? Yeah. That's how it's Koozie, okay? It literally says, uh, do they ever shut up on your planet? (laughs) That's funny. I love my aliens, okay? I love them. No, you want to have a conversation with Justin? He's all about UFOs right now. A real man. (laughs) All right, moving on. We'll talk about aliens another day. Um, um, we're in, we're back with Pacey and Tamara. She's, she's quizzing him on the book. I don't even know a book that they're reading. I don't, I, don't, I didn't catch it. I missed it too. Um, he, he actually answers all the questions she's giving him and she's like totally shocked. And he says, where's my reward? And she goes, uh, I don't know. I didn't think you'd even make it this far, <laughs> which is. Oh, such nice. a great like vote of confidence for the student <laughs> right. you know i didn't think we're ever gonna get this far you know pacey i think pacey's supposed to be one of those characters that is naturally just really bright he just doesn't apply himself he's kind of the class clown and the class clown has a certain 
uh, expectation that he lives up to, which is everybody else's expectation that he just sucks at everything, even though he doesn't. He's very smart. Yeah, um, PC's like a character, or he's he's like that person who has lots of street smart. He he can like fix a car. He can like um, do all these like weird things. Like he can build like a cabinet if you ask them to, but, and he's smart, but he doesn't like apply himself in the right way. That's what he reminds me of. I mean, damn, he builds them in later. So <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I mean. He's like, he, he, he kind of reminds boat. me. He's yeah. Boat. Like, exactly. He kind of, his character kind of reminds me of my brother. Cause my brother was not, he like hated school, but my brother is somebody who can go and like do all these things. Like I get lost going out of my walking out of my house i'm not even kidding and i have such a terrible sense of direction but like he can go and just go just drive i mean a lot of people can do this this is not even a good example but like he's just one of those people that can just get in his car go drive and figure it out and i i'd be petrified to do that I, I probably should have said that that was probably going to be a spoiler alert for any of you who are just brand new to the show and haven't actually finished all of those seasons because we maybe we should put a spoiler on these when we when we release them because uh, I it's don't a twenty year old show. All right, you're right. You're right. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> if you didn't watch the show. That's your own damn fault. Okay. Just just know he he does all these weird things, uh, crazy things later in the seasons. That's all. Crazy things that we love. <laughs> all right. So we're back at uh, Helms of Glory. Oh, this is when Nellie Olson attacks Dawson. Cliff is in the background giving as this character giving this like big speech, and Dawson's kind of mocking him as they're as they're filming, and Nellie Olson comes up to him and basically causes a scene. And that's when she tells him she didn't earn, he didn't earn his spot and sort of like embarrasses Dawson in front of everybody. And then we cut, they cut to Jen's face and she feels kind of bad for him. She said, Nellie goes, because I think at one point Dawson was kind of like grumbling to himself, you know, while they were trying to film. And she was just like, excuse me, do you have a problem? You know, and I completely understand her because honestly, I'm not too mad about this scene because Dawson is still kind of on a high horse because he knows he's, you know, he's kind of like, I know, Mr. I'm Mr. I know everything. And I already did my own film. And so he's grumbling to himself while they're literally trying to record, you know, or film this scene. And she just kind of calls him out and puts him in his place. And I, I honestly, I can respect her for that because they are trying to do something and he is being disruptive even if he doesn't feel like he himself is. Um, so I really wasn't really mad at her calling him out, even though there was a little bit of secondhand embarrassment, but I wasn't that mad about it because, uh, you know, I, I understand it. Well, I think she totally caused the scene that's to stop filming. Well, she did. She got louder because I don't think anybody really heard Dawson except for her when she walked by. And I feel like she probably could have handled it better. She could have just been like, you and me, let's leave the set. Right. I got a conversation with you. She's but- the cause for all that. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, I understand why she's mad, but she definitely created the scene that caused them to stop filming. Right, a little bit on his high horse. All right, fine. I concede. No, like I think I think you're right. Like she she could have handled it better, but uh, she was the reason why they stopped shooting. Nobody even heard him talking. He was just being an asshole. I know. But he's grumpy and he thinks he knows best. And she was saying something about how he was disrupting the 
the scene and whatever. And, and I remember watching it going, you're disrupting the scene. Nobody's disrupting it but you. Yeah. Like, you're the one who made them stop. Anyway. He just oh. had a comment after every sentence that was said while they were filming. <laughs> I mean, his comments were pretty spot on. They were funny. But Oh, she says... We have a timeline for the for the script. She said they worked all she worked all summer on the script. Okay, so that's something they've been working on probably since the, this previous semester. So she tells him to shape up or ship out, and he just looks at her. Yes, mom. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, like, whatever. <laughs> He's like, I got my own movie to make. <laughs> I don't care she, about you. She kind of put him in his place, but it was definitely a little bit embarrassing to be called out in that kind of a way. So I. I I tried to put myself in that position. If I was in high school and that happened to me, I probably would be so embarrassed. Now I wouldn't. I would literally just laugh at her. But if I was back in high school and somebody yelled at me in front of people like that, it it, it would be so embarrassing because you don't know how to handle it. Yeah. But I'd be yeah, like, what? Scared. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I make people really, I, I'm pretty, when I was in school, I'm pretty sure I just stared at people. <laughs> I came from the resting bitch face. They usually just backed away slowly. <laughs> Not oh even going to lie. I have seen that a few times. I was like <laughs> petrified. I was always afraid of like, I think as I got older, you know, like my senior year, I feel like I started to get more vocal with things and voiced my opinion more. But like, you know, those early high school years, I remember I was so timid and like, I didn't want to say anything because I was afraid I was going to say the wrong thing all the time. But Oh, I'm so different now, Jamie. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think as my years went on throughout, you know, the four years that I was in high school, my friends group just got smaller. Like my world got smaller. You kind of start to realize who your real friends are mm-hmm. and, you know, ones that are just there to be there. And then you really start to find that out after you graduate. I mean, I get it. Life gets in the way. People move. They got stuff going on. So... As long as you're still civil with people, it's all good. No hard, no feelings. Yeah, everybody goes their separate ways. Like I have friends that I thought I would be friends with forever, and I don't even talk to some of them. And I and I and I, I was just thinking about one of them the other day. I was like, "Wow, well, I haven't talked to her in so long." But I, I mean, I tried reaching out to her a couple of times, and I think, what did I do? But I can't put all that on me. Maybe that's something that she just she just doesn't want to associate with me anymore. But whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah. back to the episode. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. I don't worry about, I, I can't worry about stuff like that. If I was like 20, 21, I would have cared about it. But now I'm like, the less people I have to worry about, the better. <laughs> growing up you know your priorities change and your um you know the things that you need in life change your every your outlook changes when you grow you know everything just kind of shifts you start working you need bills to pay you've got a house that you need to keep over your head you've got food you gotta keep on your stomach so yeah you're working and you're trying to do you at the same time and sometimes they just you know, some other stuff falls on the wayside and it happens, but I'm always open to people trying to reconnect. So it's cool, but I am a little bit of a loner. I tend to prefer to stay in my little bubble, <laughs> yeah. Again. but it is what it is. Um, so what's, what's next? We've got, Dar- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, we're, back, we're, we're back with uh, what Casey and tomorrow, right? Right. So he's actually answering her questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is a scene where uh, he sort of like keeps like telling her like let's just like do this that type of thing hinting at uh intimate positive reinforcement and pretty much 
Tamara just kind of pulled. She, <laughs> she basically calls him out. She's like, right. all right, let's do it. Where do you want to do it? You want to do it right here on the desk? She starts unbuttoning her blouse a little bit and, you know, moving stuff around on their desk or whatever. And Pacey just starts to kind of clam up. <laughs> and she's scared. like, yeah, he totally gets scared. And this is when Tamara, I think, really realizes that he's a virgin. Right. I, I'm pretty sure he admits as much. I, I don't quite remember. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, but tomorrow just kind of calls him out and she's like, we're not doing this here. Like, you're not ready. Although that changes in a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> yeah. She like scares the shit out of him. And yeah, you know, she's starting to like kind of like unbutton her blouse and she's like, take off your pants. And he's like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I'm, I'm going to call your bluff or whatever. And then. Tomorrow's really She's, calling Casey's bluff at this point. <laughs> she says, do you have condoms? We're going to need condoms. We are in high school. I'm sure you can rustle some up. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that line was funny. It and, was then, really funny. and then she says, what's the matter? This isn't your first time, is not is it? And he just goes, you know it is. And she's like, go home. <laughs> like You yeah. can't just go home. So the camera leaves her on her like uh scared freaked out face <laughs> i have to tell you i've been like i've been looking into this actress too and um trying to find out what else she's been on she was on so many soap operas and i think she's still on a soap opera today um i think she's on days of our lives but she was on dynasty days of our lives that show's been around for like 100 years I know. I used to watch it like randomly. It's so weird. Um, but she's, yeah, I think she's on Days of Our Lives. She did Dynasty. She did, she did like all those like Aaron Spelling shows in, in like the 80s. And um, I was like, how did she like go from that to doing this Dawson's Creek gig? But I think she's really good at it. But she, you can tell she's one of those actresses that came up in like the 70s and 80s. And like, even the way she speaks, but so I like her. Too. I really she love the like, bone structure. Like she's such a, a very gorgeous person. Um, they couldn't have picked a, a hotter teacher, I think, to uh, tempt Pacey. <laughs> yeah, I like her. I think she's a really good actress. It made me want to start like um, looking up clips of her from like back then. But I go on these like tangents with like actors. Like I told you, I can tell you who was in like a movie from like 30 years ago. Who I like, I don't know how, but I go on these like rabbit holes where I'll like just start searching Leanne Hunley. <laughs> that's the actress who plays Tamara. And I'm like, oh, she was in that. She was in that. Oh, and then I'll start watching like tons of clips of her. And then I'll find like clips of her like on talk shows. And I I get like into these like loops of things. It's insane. Like my, I need my, to start like sister. educating myself on other things. <laughs> no, I think it's really great though to be so well endowed in, in you know, pop culture and, and, uh, and movies and things like that. Because I feel like I kind of wish people did that more. Uh, I have knee jerk reaction when it comes to, to certain phrases. So if people say something and it reminds me of a phrase from a movie, I just kind of blurt that phrase out. And most of the time people stare at me like I have horns on my head. <laughs> and I'm like, clearly you have never seen X movie or that show or you the song, you know, like you need to get out from under the rock you live in and, you know, get out there and, and check out some stuff. But my, my, um, my little spirals that I get into are usually book related. I'll start, I'll find a book that I really like, and then I'll start getting into fan art and then fan art will get me into uh, fan fiction. <laughs> and, and then I'll start getting into um, just all kinds of different stuff and authors, authors. If I find an author that I like, I'll start searching for more 
of whatever they get. I'll just buy it. I have several authors that I won't even hesitate to buy their books. I don't even care what it's about. I just know that it's going to be good. I have a couple of them and they're sitting back here behind me, but so they're jealous. Yeah. <laughs> there are, there are, there are certain ones where it's just, you know, you just kind of start as soon as you start, you can't stop. You want more. You want to know what else they're writing, what other genres they got, what other books they've got, whatever art people are coming up with, whatever, you know, stuff they're selling that I could get. Maybe there's a bookish box that I could find or an Illumicrate that's got special edition gear. Like there's this blanket here and uh, like just pretty images and pictures and prints and candles and cups and <laughs> uh, what? books. Like I just, I start collecting and yeah there's nothing wrong with that jamie either because like my mom always used to tell me too like like Stephen, if you want it just buy it if you can afford it just buy it because you're going to regret it later and like if it's something that you really want and clearly have like reading and collecting books is something that you're really into so it's good that you have all that because you know what all that stuff might be worth something down the line and a lot of it could be collectible stuff. And, you know, you never know. Like, I have all of my Fear Street books from when I was a kid. And because those movies came out, people are reselling books on eBay and all that for, like, ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not re- I'm not going to sell my stuff. But, like, people, want, like, want to buy it. Yeah. So you yeah. never know. Like, 10 years down the line, those things could be worth something. If it's in high demand, people will inflate those prices, but they get bought. And that's why they do it. Uh, but one thing, and I'll tell this to, to everybody, anybody that's listening here, that um, and it's you can't take it with you. And oh, yeah. when we say that, we're talking about money. So if there is something that you want and you really want it, and you know that if you walk away, you're probably going to regret not buying it, just buy it. Because you're not going to be able to take that money with you when, you, yep. you, when something happens. Just, just do it. You know, I mean, obviously, don't go breaking your bank and then you end up living on the street or something. But... But if there's a book that you want and you know you want it, even if it's like a 30 or $50 collector's edition book, just buy the book. If it makes you happy and it's not hurting anybody else, yeah, just do like, it, you know? Nobody else is paying your bills. Just you do know? it. <laughs> I regret so much. I went into a Hot Topic like five years ago and they had all the Friends Funko Pops. And I wasn't really like collecting them at the time, but... I was like, oh, they're so funny. I should buy them because like I've always loved friends and I never did. And I wish I bought them now because now they're vaulted and they're worth so much money. And I regret so much not buying those. I always think about it. I had them all in my hand and I was like, I should just buy them. And I remember even saying something to somebody on a Facebook group. They were trying to resell them. And I said, uh, they're all at Hot Topic right now. And because they were selling them for like double the price. And I didn't I didn't know what all like the terminology meant. And I kind of look like an idiot. But I was like, uh, you can go to Hot Topic right now and buy them for like $10. And they were like, uh, yeah, they're, they're vaulted now. So you should get them while they're like available. I don't know. I wish I can go back and just buy them. I see them on eBay. There's so much money. See, don't live with those regrets, guys. Just buy that Funko Pop. Buy that book. Buy that candy bar. Um. <laughs> My <laughs> motto in life is, life's too short. Just order the buffalo wings. <laughs> I love that motto. Buffalo yeah. wings are so good. Um, all right. So Pacey got called out by Tamara. And Joey goes sailing as Deborah Carson. Carson. <clears throat> uh-huh. Oh, so she's, oh, I wanted to mention Anderson's outfit. 
because I wrote down what he was wearing. He was wearing like a yellow button down shirt and a blue t-shirt and like swim trunks. And I was like, I really like that outfit. I kind of wanted the yellow, the yellow shirt. I was like, that's like a really nice outfit to wear on the beach. <laughs> you know what's so funny? You noticed his outfit uh, when she walked up to his sailboat. The only thing that I noticed was his shoes and he was wearing, uh, I think they were, they were Vans. <laughs> and oh, really? Yeah, and I'm just going, oh, I love Vans. I love Vans shoes. Like, I just love, I don't know. I know um, Dawson was wearing Vans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does wear them, too. Uh, so I guess, I don't know, were they, was was Vans, like... Um, popular back then? No, no, I mean, Vans has always been popular since they've come out. They're just... They're I know just, I've had a pair. Of supported by, right? Um, oh, like sponsored? Like they were sponsored? Yeah, sport. I knew it started with an S. It, yeah, like, did Vans sponsor these guys? Like Maybe. <laughs> I know... I know J. Crew sponsored them. Um, J. Crew, yeah. So I even even in like one part of the dialogue that they had, they in the first or second episode, I don't remember. They said, "I'm not going to lose Jen to this J. Crew ad," and I always thought that was funny because J. Crew sponsored them. They did I had to throw that in there. Yeah, they did um, a couple of J. Crew catalogs. And I remember they were so hard to find and I ended up getting a couple of them and I must have resold them on eBay like years ago because when I was moving out of my parents' house, I remember looking for them with all my Dawson's Creek stuff and I didn't have them. So I don't, I must have gotten rid of them. I'm so, I like, I'm so disappointed and I tried finding them again. Like I cannot find them, but I don't know. That's why you should keep all your stuff. But I just, um, I really love that this just stumbled upon Joey, you know, that this, this date, this beautiful area that they're in. And she goes sailing with this really cute guy who's, you know, educated and he's artistic. You know, he can play the violin, which I don't know how many people have ever tried to play the violin. I have tried and uh, it's not easy. (laughs) Um, It's just really funny because Dawson puts all of this energy in the perfect date and the perfect kiss with Jen. And here, all of this stuff that like what happened in movies is just happening to Joey naturally. And it's it's just really funny because it's something that I think I don't even remember if it was something that I said or if it was something that I heard way back when, but it's it's always when you go looking for something, it never happens. But the moment you stop oh, yeah. looking, that's when stuff happens. And it's just, I say that all the time. It's true. Like and you know, it, it's definitely like just out of my own life experiences, um, it happens, but this is an example of it here in the show. You know, Dawson is putting all this effort into creating this moment. You know, he's looking for this moment. He's trying to make this moment happen. And here, Joey wants nothing to do with it. And it's happening for her naturally. And I just, I just really love the way that this episode is, you know, happening. It's, it's really good. I, I also liked the little um, like nuances they have with Joey when she was on the boat. And they're having a conversation like she's totally lying about her life. And she says she goes to Choate and she like he says, oh, that must suck. And she says, why? It's a life of privilege. And he said, yeah, but it gets lonely or whatever. And she's basically like just saying how much she loves it. But she starts taking like the um, like helping him undo the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so that was such a like a cool little I don't know what to call it, like a personality or like a little trait that they put in for her because she's so used to sailing and doing all these things because she's from that 
like a area and she yeah. works literally right off the docks and um i really really like anderson i really i do really too that he came back you know that he had a longer stint in the show or something i loved his character because i'm pretty confident that he knew she was bullshitting him the entire time he had an idea and it really kind of sinks in later when she messes up on her little web of lies and he still gives her his number which we haven't gotten to yet guys but <laughs> I, I just I really I really liked him because I think he realized that her story is not legit and he knows something's up but he likes her he likes her snark and her attitude and her brilliance I mean she literally helped with sale didn't ask a question they even asked she just started doing it and I think he was a little bit blown away with that she's completely different than any girl he's probably used to and he was into it and she just let she just lets her own view on herself and her insecurities yeah she let her insecurities get away with her and she really she does lose the opportunity towards the end of the episode and it just yeah when i was when i was watching it by the end of the episode i was like she could have just been honest with them because he even says at one point when they're on the beach he says something to her about having a, a boyfriend right and he says, no, he says something to her about... Like, he he literally tells her he values honesty. Because I think he low-key hints, like, all right, well, do you have a boyfriend? And she said no, and it shocked him. He was really surprised because of, you know, how into her he was. I guess he was just surprised that she wasn't already spoken for. Uh, but he, they did get into talking to values and what they look for in partners. And he said he valued honesty. And you could just see her try to change the subject, I guess, you know, because she's lying to him the entire time. Her name, her family, just everything. But nothing that she yeah. can he says except for the fact that she knows how to handle a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's it. That is an important trait to have. <laughs> but, <laughs> the only um, thing that he knows about her, really. <laughs> but he, but he, um, he says to her, "You give off radio signals that you are like taken, pretty much." And it's interesting oh, to me because, language. yeah. So she's basically like to me and to the audience watching. You just assume she's doing that because she's so in love with her best friend and. Like, she has every right to go and do whatever she wants with this boy, this stranger who's not going to be there forever. And she's still giving off this vibe, like, this is never going to happen type thing. But I also wonder if it's because she is lying and she doesn't want him to get too close. And, oh, for sure. you know, she doesn't, she doesn't care about herself, too. I think she yeah. doesn't. She She's talking to this, this rich boy who's got this crazy, you know, out of reach lifestyle and i truly feel that she feels that she's not good enough to even be in his presence you know what i mean so she just is lying the entire time just to be there i think that's also a big thing that she's just trying to keep her distance and get through it but she's trying to enjoy it too i don't i don't know she's got a couple of different things going on between her feelings for dawson her, her just her nature to just kind of be standoffish because i think that's just how she is with everybody that isn't in her immediate circle mm-hmm. but i really like that she did kind of put herself out there for this you know what i mean she put herself out there she doesn't really know this anderson kaya let me just say children kiddos people listening please don't get in a sailboat with stranger with strange men that you've never met before okay and sail off into the sunset don't do that okay she was she was prepared i think she knew i think she knew how to handle herself uh, yeah I, i'm just saying i, I think she knew he was harmless <laughs> you know sandbags and weights and rope and they'll never find your damn body i'm just saying okay just 
don't get the samples of strangers. Um, um, so he's I'm laughing has, about it, but this shit happens, okay? <laughs> no, it does. You're right. <laughs> but if you're ever near a creek and a sail a sailboat comes up and they're like, "Get in!" Don't get in that sailboat unless the guy is like really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't care if he's wearing vans or playing the violin okay just <laughs> yeah because if he has a sailboat he might have money too <laughs> that's always important <laughs> it will make you disappear okay <laughs> he's got his connection <laughs> oh my god you're turning this whole thing into like a crime podcast <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just bestowing upon my wisdom. This is my two cents for the day. We're moving on. Okay? Don't get on don't get in strangers' sailboats. <laughs> right? This is this is this is Jamie's um uh, I, I, this is tip of the day. <laughs> I have several tips of the day, right? Just buy it if you want it, you know, because you can't take it with you. And That's, don't yeah. get in sailboats with strange men. I don't care how cute they are. And <laughs> Great. we got a third one. Was there what else was there? My well, we can add mine. Life's too short. Order the buffalo wings. <laughs> there you go. Life's too short. Order the buffalo rings. Oh my god, we should just that should be the title of this episode. Life's too short. Order the buffalo rings. <laughs> oh my yeah. That's a good title. That's honestly a better title than uh, yeah. uh home of glory. Kiss. <laughs> Isn't that what this episode this episode is called? Kiss, right? Called kiss, we're like we're we're like kiss. off the rails today, Jamie. <laughs> We're winding down by winding up. I know, I know exactly. So Anderson actually says honesty is important. It's the lies that are what kills us. So he would be disappointed if he had a girlfriend who lied to him. And Joey sort of like takes that in and she's like, Well, you're not gonna like me then because I've been lying to you this whole time. But I, I think that's really funny though, because it's not like they're girlfriend and boyfriend, you know, they're just kind of talking and getting to know each other. So I think at this point, if she were to have come clean, it wouldn't have affected anything because technically they aren't together. You right. know what I mean? So just a little food for thought. It also made me think that Anderson's into open relationships because he'd be totally okay if, if his girlfriend went and sailed with some strange guy to a deserted beach because he even says that and i and he said as long as she was honest with me and i thought no no you would not be okay with that uh, so <laughs> I, I wouldn't i'd be like what the fuck were you doing all day <laughs> like i'm busy cleaning up the fucking house right? why are you like busy sound off with some fucking stranger give me a break Ooh, i'd be like get out <laughs> i didn't i didn't quite go that far uh, like my brain did not go in that direction when he was talking about that. Our brains are on different things. <laughs> on different wavelengths on this one because um, I didn't take it so much as an open relationship. Just that he, I don't, I don't even really know. I thought it was interesting, like his perspective on that. Like I didn't even think about that. He didn't even ask to see if she, you know, was seeing somebody before he took her on this boat trip until they were already out and on an island in the middle of nowhere. You know. Well. Um, to be fair, not his problem. Right, right. It's not his problem. He is really into her. And I'm pretty sure he probably would have figured if she was seeing somebody, she would have never showed up to start. Right. One would hope. Yeah, you would hope. Exactly. (laughs) Hope that if she was otherwise engaged, she would not even entertain the idea of speaking to, you know, another Another guy. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was so clearly I did not go in that direction where he would be in another 
<laughs> I wouldn't care as long as she was upfront and honest about it. Like, hey, I'm gonna go hook up with this guy real quick. I'll be back tomorrow. Okay, honey. All right. Love you. Bye. Like, <laughs> yeah. I did not go there. <laughs> My like, what, so, what do you have planned today? Oh, well, I met this random guy. Well, I was uh, there. He thinks he thinks that I'm some hottie toddy, and I'm gonna go sailing with him later. Oh. Oh. Uh. What? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> It's because I went sailing and I never just came back. So (laughs) I'm letting you know in case I die, (laughs) in case I'm murdered. By ten o'clock tonight, this is why. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, didn't you can just not come home? How about that? (laughs) Don't the bottom of the ocean. Either or, if you're going on a on a date to the beach with a stranger, I don't care what happens to you then, because you're not coming back with me. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you off, we are no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um. All right. So we're on the set of Helmets of Glory. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they are trying to do the scene where they're the two jocks are like having a conversation and they're running on the football field and they can't keep the camera from bouncing all over the place while they're trying to run backwards basically cliff, yeah cliff wants this tracking shot of them to be um perfectly still while they're running and yeah the camera guy's running and there's another guy trying to like hold him still and nelly they cut they call cut and nelly olsen's like can you try not to be epileptic next time <laughs> and she's such a bitch (laughs) and um dawson tries to suggest something and she like shuts them down already she says to go get more film and she says go fetch doggy dawson and he's like whatever bye and then he runs he runs into jen and she looks super cute in the cheerleading outfit and her little ponytail and um he can't believe she still took the part and he doesn't understand why she's doing it and he she says to be here with you hello (laughs) that's what she says he's got his back you know she definitely has his back um yeah and then what so he goes and gets what he needs to get and he comes back and they're still trying to do this shot and she's like can't we just cut this or can't they just be standing why do they have to be running and he's like no you know cliff really wants this shot he's like we need to get the shot you know uh dawson tries to speak up again um he's like you know when they filmed whatever movie he was referencing you know they had this really cool thing and blondie tries to shut him down again i don't remember her name (laughs) nelly olsen jamie oh my god don't give me the first and the last name. Just give me one name to remember. Nelly. <laughs> You're making this harder than it needs to be. No, you are. Did you not watch the show? I don't like names. Nelly? What if you lock this monster? Like, no, just, I don't know. Just think of Nelly. <laughs> oh my God, I just got it. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> get your joke. <laughs> Did you say you did or did not get my joke? I just got it. <laughs> I haven't heard, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard the Loch Ness Not Monster recall that in years. I think it's supposed to be Nessie. Nessie. <laughs> it's not Nelly. But. It's Desi with an N. <laughs> so whatever. Oh my God. Oh. You know, I'm. Yeah, it's hot over here too. <laughs> it's getting hot in here, like Nelly. <laughs> yeah, 
Get it? I'm not taking this off though. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh. What were we saying before I got? <laughs> so, oh, so they, so they run. Jen and Dawson run into each other, and uh, he says, "Are we still down for Magic Hour? Because he's going to film the final scene of his movie with Jen at the ruins, which." Yeah, it's an old, um, it's a spot. He explains it later in the episode. A guy built this place that looks like Greece because his dying wife liked it, like Greece so much, and she yeah. couldn't travel anymore. And honestly, those the ruins are so pretty. I wish something like that existed out here because then I might actually want to be outside more. <laughs> I um I wanted to um look up where it actually was because I know I know we didn't go there when we went to North Carolina. We went to a couple of the lo- of the locations, but we did not go to that spot. I probably didn't even remember it back then, but it does look so pretty. I feel like it's probably like a park. Probably, and I feel like that is honestly those type of places are places I would love to just sit by myself and read a book or maybe listen to our podcast <laughs> or or <some laughs> or an audible book and maybe paint or draw or write you know or or fuck your teacher (laughs) (laughs) because you know Pacey's hot for teacher I mean that's always um, a good place to go (laughs) I I guess if there's nobody else around and it's it's really funny so if we're gonna skip ahead a little bit (laughs) that Dawson sets this like nice ambiance up to film his closing scene and don't you know that you know Pacey and Tamara come and take advantage of the scene and I just thought that was really weird because if you think about it Pacey's probably also have been there many times wouldn't he have been like hey this stuff wasn't here before you know he's got the candles all lit up and the like yeah and he knew he was gonna be there he told him oh yeah that's right never mind take it back I lied no I just no but you're right though like but I guess they were just caught up in the moment. I guess so. But I mean, if you think about it, the stuff is still hanging up. What in case to be like, huh, maybe Dawson's still here. I Why mean, is stuff still in the ruin? You obviously, know, they, like- they did it for the purpose of Dawson to catch them on film. But I also think it is just because he's so... Him and Tamara are just so caught up in the moment. Um, he's trying to get in her vagina. <laughs> And she's like, oh, I can't wait to have this young boy inside of me. And, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> so going backwards, since we skipped ahead a little bit, right. Dawson and this scene, I really think it's really, really clever how, you know, they came up with this track, right? So it's not like an actual track. He uses a wheelchair and somebody who's just pulling somebody back sitting on a wheelchair. So they're not running. All they're doing is holding the camera still while somebody else pulls them back. And it was really just very ingenious. And simple, and the fact that nobody could think, huh, how right. do this besides running backwards? I thought the same thing. <laughs> and as soon as Pacey showed up in the wheelchair, I was like, oh, right. he's Dawson's going to be like, I have a great idea. Yeah. But and he had the idea earlier. I'm, I'm wondering, did he like call Pacey? I was going to say text, but you know, they didn't have text messaging. They probably only had beepers then, right? So mm-hmm. did he like be like, yo, Pacey, bring me a wheelchair from the nurse's office. I'm going to need no, it. I just think it was just luck. I think he just, it was luck. Then why does PC have a wheelchair? I don't know. For the purpose of them, Dawson saving the day and filming the scene with the so wheelchair. It just was... mind reader. <laughs> he knew exactly what Dawson needed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he had the wheelchair either. It was just dumb maybe, writing. Do you think maybe he like... Lazy writing. In the hallways, 
you know, like, hey, Pace, do me a favor because there are idiots out there on the football field. Can you go find me a wheelchair? I need a wheelchair. <laughs> um, I mean, Jamie, don't get caught up on it because it's not. It's a show. It's not real. Listen, no, it's just. It... It's the same thing all the time. It's just a show. It's just a movie. But I got to break it down. I need to know. It was just, <laughs> it was just a dumb um like not dumb it was just very lazy writing on their part because they knew they needed something to make dawson look good in that scene and even when he went to say i have an idea and nelly is like shut the fuck up (laughs) and cliff is like let him talk jesus yeah yeah, you need to calm down dude i thought she was gonna have an aneurysm i know she was so mad like calm down that's why she's so mean to him Maybe she might. She might have a crush on him. Dawson pulls that off. So Dawson saves the day. He like films a scene in the wheelchair with Pacey and they're all happy. Back on the beach with Joey and Anderson, they're having like small talk about the JFK shooting and she talks about UFOs. They're having like a cute conversation and she literally is like running to get her to get the Frisbee and he chases her and she falls and she literally lands right on her knee. I, I was like, wow, that must have yeah. hurt. It looks like it hurt. It, I noticed that too, the way she fell, but she, she played it, was like, it off boom. so well. It, even, it didn't even change her face. Like, I would have been like, ah, like, no. She, yeah, it looked like it hurt. It does look like it hurt, but she played it off real well. It didn't even look like it affected her. So either it did and they cut the scene and they said, don't move, are you okay? You know, they let her get the pain out and then they, you know, started the it scene about uh, whatever they did. It was real smooth because you could never have told, like, you couldn't tell. But yeah, it but, looked like it hurt. So they're like laying there. He's on top of her, about to kiss her. The ocean's in the back. And we're literally in the beginning of the episode watching yeah, yeah. the scene from the movie. Yeah, so yeah. everything, like we said, that she was so against is literally happening now to her. Yep. So it's like coming all full circle. So that's where I thought, wow, that's so smart that they did that. I really, I really, really liked it. But she doesn't kiss him. He goes in to kiss her. She doesn't kiss. She it's says she good. has to get home. Yeah, she turns her face. I was like, Jesus, just make out with them. <laughs> just do it you're a free agent yeah right you know you wanna oh and then she also says um he says we have let's get cinderella home and she says you need to know the truth i'm not cinderella not even close and again i wrote katie holmes looks so pretty (laughs) she really is Pretty. All right, so we're we're up to a really good scene with um we're back at the ice house and Jen and Dawson are sitting at the counter. Joey comes up to take their order. Oh, Jen congratulates Dawson for putting Nellie in her place. Yeah. And they're like waiting for their order because they're gonna go to the ruins for a magic hour. And Joey comes up to take their order and she's like super happy and she's super like she's not being like sarcastic she's and not her typical Joey self. So already they're like, What's gotten into you? Yeah. Um and I thought Jen looked Michelle Williams looked really cute in the scene too. She looked so young to me when I watched it. Okay. But but she also has this like older energy to me. She looks like a like a child. I mean, she was. She's a young, wise person, right? right? She's she's uh, she's a wise old lady in a young person's body. She's <laughs> ahead of her years. <laughs> exactly. Well, she, she is. We've talked her. about this before. Yeah. <laughs> she really is. Very 
for her, for her age in this in this show for sure definitely yeah we have talked about this this keeps getting brought up jen we know <laughs> yeah so she takes her order um she goes back and bessie gives joey more shit and the actress who plays bessie nina nina rapetta i thought she she did not do the, the best acting here she must have rolled her eyes like 37 times while she's talking while joey's giving her lines and I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It just bothered me. But, you know, Bessie's basically telling her, like, we have to help each other. I'm in charge of you until you're 18 or dad gets parole. Mm. Uh, Bessie's giving her shit, whatever. And then um, Joey's pouring their their drinks in red solo cups with zero ice. She pours them soda with zero ice. And she sees Anderson coming in the door and she runs over to the counter, gives them their drinks and throws her um, apron over the counter. And she's like, I'm taking my break. Can I sit with you? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I thought this whole scene was so cute. And I like the dialogue and I liked how they all acted. It was so, so good. This, as soon as we see Anderson come in, Jen goes, oh, who's that? Who's that guy? And she's like, who? I don't know. <laughs> Joey's like, I don't know. And she goes, it's a cute. Uh, she, he's a cute nobody. Or she goes, no, she goes, nobody. <laughs> he goes, yeah. She goes, that's a cute nobody. And he waves to her and she does this like cute little wave. I was like, oh, Katie Holmes is so precious. Like She really is. Anyway, he comes up to them. And they're sitting there and he says, hi, I thought you had to go to your parents. Well, of course, he's calling her, right? He's calling, was it, what did she call herself? Deborah Carson? Mm-hmm. No, like, who's Deborah? <laughs> and the one person who picks up on it is like her mortal enemy. <laughs> right. Well, Jen doesn't feel like she's a mortal enemy, but it's definitely not, not Joey's best friend. Right. And Dawson's sitting there perfectly confused the entire time. Who the hell is, who is this Deborah? And, you know, you just see Jen looking back and forth between Anderson and Joey. And you see Joey, like, I mean, Anderson's clearly trying to get Joey's attention. And Joey's just like, crap, what do I do? Crap, what do I do? You know? Play and Jen song. gives her a solid. Yeah, I love, I love that Jen gives her a solid. And I, mean, I did too. She's totally right. Because what did she say? she said i'm gonna make it really hard for you to not like like to not like me joey and she is holding true to that promise yep she's definitely holding true to that promise well Um, done jen well done yeah she even gives her those like they the camera cuts back to her up uh, a close-up of her face and you can tell she's looking at joey like i got you you know so they're having like uh this cute dialogue where he's calling her deb or deborah and dawson's like who's deborah and he's like, she's Deborah. And he goes, um, no, she's not. And Jen saves her again. Well, I think, and then both, both, I think at one point, I forget exactly if it was this part or something else, but both Joey and Jen kicked Dawson at the same time. Yeah. Like, Shut up. <laughs> he says he still wants to hang out with her. And she says they have a big Scrabble tournament later on. And Dawson says uh, a really good seven, a good seven letter word in that game is charade. And they both kick him under the table. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and Anderson's picking up like the vibes that he maybe came at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And Bessie's uh, calling out to Joey that the order is ready. And they're just looking at Joey. <laughs> like, What are you going to do? <laughs> like shit. And um, she's not answering. <laughs> yeah. And then Bodie comes out. Handsome Bodie comes out. and. Uh, yeah, pretty much saves her and says, "Do you, is there anything I can get you?" And he's like, "She's like, no." But um, I think, I think Bodhi realized what was happening before uh, Bessie did because I'm pretty sure Bessie was just like, "Where the hell is my sister? Why is this not getting?" You know, she's pregnant. She's real big and around right now. She's probably 
hot and swollen ankles. I, I don't know. I've never been pregnant, but um. <laughs> I, I have three times. So yeah, I know what it's like. <laughs> but um, it's just really funny because, you know, Bodie comes on out and he's like, I see what's happening here. I got you, sis, you know, and I, I really love that between him and Jen, they really kind of saved, they saved Joey right there. They, they saved her, they saved her uh, web of lies, I guess. I thought it was weird, too, that Dawson didn't recognize Anderson from earlier in the episode either. They sort of messed up there because it was obvious earlier when we talked about it that he was sort of jealous and you could tell again he was a little jealous when he said he was sailing with her all day that anderson was sailing with her all day and he goes oh but um they sort of had like a misstep there because it would have just been obvious to me that she was like if they're such good friends you know what i mean like how does he not know that like i don't know you know what i mean i mean you've got a it's really good point that you brought that up because i actually didn't catch that that he didn't recognize um Anderson. Anderson from the first time he walked into the scene and Joey and him were making goo goo eyes um but I'm not entirely sure how much he was paying attention to Anderson as he was paying attention to Joey paying attention oh, to Anderson. that's a good point right um and the other thing too was I'm sure it also caught him off guard when he found out that they were out in the you know sailing all day and Joey never said anything to Dawson at all you know about being out with him so she kind of he probably may have also kind of felt a little bit of a way like oh, you're keeping this from me and it's not that it's she had to tell him but because she didn't owe him that but they're they're such a close-knit friendship that they tell each other everything but she didn't tell him this you know what I mean right. so now we've got that dynamic happening where they are growing they are starting to show interest in other people in these kind of ways and here Dawson's just trying to make this happen with Jen and he's telling Joey everything about his plans and what he has visioned and here Joey's having this romantic you know interlude and never told Dawson at all you know so it's just it's it's a quite interesting um you know situation that happened there that probably threw Dawson through a loop because he didn't see it coming he was blindsided you know completely blindsided but I think you know back to what you were saying I I really think that 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 was kind of what was happening at least that's the way that I viewed it was he wasn't so much paying attention to the boy boy he was paying attention to joey paying attention to the boy right you know so it's also didn't really stick in his head it was more her reaction to it that did it, it's also a little messed up to think that dawson is the only one in their friendship that can have like a partner like it's, it's almost like he like he doesn't how can i say it like he he doesn't understand that maybe joey was on a date with somebody and he's like concerned about it but like he's not okay with it almost and like he is jealous but like you said earlier like you can't have your cake and eat it too but like you're allowed to go and have magic hour with this girl and fantasize the whole kiss in your head that type thing you know what i mean and then she can't um right. But I really think... But Joey's so independent anyway. She's going to do whatever she wants. She totally is. And she's going to own it. But I think a lot about this episode is more of Dawson's confusion with his reaction to Joey. I think it wasn't so much jealous that Joey was showing interest in somebody else. He was... I mean, the jealousy is there, but I think he was most probably dumbfounded about his reaction to Joey showing interest in somebody else. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't expecting to actually have some kind of feelings towards it. He was just, she's my best friend. There is no, you know, romantic um, feelings. 
feelings between us. I'm interested in Jen. So, you know, he never really think about what would happen when she would start to maybe show interest in somebody else, or maybe he just never thought that she would show interest in anybody else. I'm, I mean, I'm sure people think in that kind of way. They're so used to having somebody always there that they don't think about what would happen if that person was not there. You know what I mean? They're so focused in their own world and their own stuff that's going on and their own interests and their own people that, you know, they're so used to that support system. And then when that support system starts to, you know, look in a different direction, they don't, they don't think about it until it happens. And then when it happens, they're blindsided and they're like, whoa, why do I actually feel this kind of way? I didn't think I felt this kind of way, but she's showing interest in somebody else. And now I'm confused. I didn't think that I was actually interested in her, but now I'm kind of jealous that she's showing interest in somebody else. But do I really, am I really jealous? Like, what am I jealous of? Am I jealous because my attention or her attention towards me is now being split between two people? Am I jealous because I am romantically interested in her? Or, you know, what is it? I think that's probably what might be happening a little bit with Dawson with this, because we're finally getting Joey to show interest in somebody else and he gets to see it for the first time and he's kind of taken off guard. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all that. And we kind of talked about that on the opposite side with Joey mm-hmm. um, on the first episode. But having you, you say all that, it's obvious how it all turns out by the end of the, of the season. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense. <laughs> makes sense, yeah. Um, all right. So the next, the next breath of ruins. Well, actually, oh. before that, they're actually we're back in the school. Oh, right, 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 right. Casey is going. He's in the hallway, and he's going to the classroom to where Tamara is, and he spies Tamara and Mr. Gold. I think that was his name, Mr. Gold. Look at me remembering names. I know. Congratulations, <laughs> you get a gold star. Yay! I expect I expect that to be mailed by next week. Um, <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> You know, and they're flirting and, you know, Pacey's kind of being a creeper at the doorway, peeking through and Tamara and Mr. Gold are flirting and, you know, Pacey gets so jealous, like he's like kind of mad. It's a cute scene be- between Tamara and Mr. Gold because you can tell yeah. when when I watched it now, I felt like he was he's a gay guy like being just friendly with his new friend that's how i took it i don't know if yeah i don't know if they said that mr gold was gay yet but i know in the in the series they do say that mr gold is gay they may have said it last episode i don't know they didn't because because uh uh pacey's still jealous that and correct me if i'm wrong because i don't really remember but when they were in the movie theater wasn't he also the one that was with tamara at the movie they're definitely friends right so there's this kind of thing that's going on between them and we this one was really cute because i wasn't sure you know what i mean are they actually flirting is there some kind of romantic interest in here are they just being really good friends and this is just how they get along they make jokes you know so i I really couldn't tell and I was almost happy for tomorrow I remember the first time I watched this episode because I was like yes somebody her age Pacey will (laughs) be able to like chill out and maybe get over it or or maybe not but you know tomorrow would maybe change her sights and get away from being a predator (laughs) you know find somebody her own age who also seems to be you know kind of like the geeky side not the jock guy this you know because she said she thinks she's smarter now maybe this is her chance of being a smarter woman and not creep (laughs) um but you know lo and behold that's not the case apparently yeah so he he corners her on the stairs he's still yeah he was spying on them they're having this cute scene the the two teachers he's spying on them and then he's waiting and then he sort of like 
gives a dig to her about, um, oh, she says he's just a friend. And he says, I know what you do with your students. So I guess he's in for one heck of a ride. It's so mean, but it's it's so jealous. And yeah. he's, he's a kid and he's not getting what he wants. And it's so just rude, but kind of. Well, he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. I think he's also hurt. You know what I mean? He's so he's reacting and his reaction is just it's one out of probably some kind of pain and it's definitely out of jealousy and also his age, you know, and I mean, not for nothing, but I'm sure guys 10 or 20 plus years older than the way his character is at this point still have these reactions in this way. They just they get really petty and it was a petty response True for him. It's expected. You know, he's 15, 16, 15, right? He didn't have a 16th birthday yet. I know Pacey's supposed to be older than the other ones, but I think it was 15. 15, right? He's older. Yeah. And he's like a little bit older than the rest of them. I remember that. Well, they're all 15, but he's he's 15. He even, he even says it in the episode. Yeah. In the one episode. He, he, birthday is always before everybody else. But yeah, I, I definitely think he's hurt seeing her flirt, at least the way that he was taking it. So, And she says, like, it has to stop. What do you want from me? And he's like, I want you. I just want you. He's and... still my heart, okay? He's still my heart <laughs> with Casey's, you know, I want you gesture. Because he knows what he wants and he's going She's for it. He's like, oh, fine. You can have me. God, I don't know what else to do i'm a grown woman and you're a child it's fine you can have a grown very attractive woman that could probably have just about any guy she wants and she's going for the 15 year old in high school figure she's because she's sick because she's sick she's sick yeah i wonder Um, if she tells her told her therapist that she fucked a 15 year old (laughs) he would have to report her You kind of get the vibe that this wasn't the first time that she had this issue. You think? I, I feel like I don't know if it's if it's a comment that was made previously in a, a an episode we've already watched or if it happens later um, where it gets brought up. But I feel like she was a new teacher and I feel like there was an issue at the last school she went to. So she had to move. Oh, if this was why. And now I really kind of want to look it up because I don't remember if that was why or if or if this is new. But I just have this feeling that this is not the first underage child, you know, that she had. Hang- oh, my hang- God. I don't even remember that. I know. I'm wondering if I'm making it up or not. I'm not sure. Now we have to look it up because I don't, I don't even remember how her whole story plays out. I know that she ends up leaving at some point. She does. Yeah. And there's and like a school back. trial or something, but she comes back. I don't remember. We'll find out the season though. Yeah, we'll we'll stay watching. Um <laughs> we'll <laughs> let you know. <laughs> this topic is gonna come back up many, many times. Okay. Yes. So... Hopefully you guys will help us remember what we said today. Cause... <laughs> Hopefully people are still listening at this point. <laughs> we've, we've gone like off on so many topics. <laughs> we've just been laughing. <laughs> I don't even care. Like I this is fun. I hope they're laughing with us. Me that's too. Awesome. We're having fun and that's all that matters. Exactly. So the next scene, we're at the ruins. <laughs> we're at the ruins. We're at the ruins. And Austin is setting up magic hour for Jen. Place is so pretty right with the the greek pillars and the first of all just walking to get to this area is beautiful because it's lined either side with pillars and these beautiful trees and it's so scenic and then you get into this area and it's just like an open courtyard surrounded by pillars with these steps that lead into like this little pond or lake i don't really know how big it is you don't really get to really see there are swans in it right yeah or something it's beautiful it is absolutely gorgeous and i want to i want that to be my backyard okay i want to go outside every single day and see this 
So Perry and I have to win the lottery and buy a big, <laughs> I don't even care if the house is big, but I want my own library. Okay. And I want to walk out the back door and be in this beautiful scenery and never have to leave my property ever again. I'll just buy off Amazon and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, Jamie. <laughs> and buy off Amazon. It's totally fine. Okay. You can do anything on Amazon. <laughs> anything. You really can. Um, you should see my 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 list at the start of the pandemic <laughs> it's ridiculous um anyway so uh dawson is setting up for magic hour yeah he's make creating the scene for the end of the, the final scene and the song all i want by toad the wet sprocket is playing which is <laughs> another great 90s song that as soon as I heard it, just transported me back to that time. <laughs> so he's telling Jen, giving her direction on how to act. And he's, he tells her, um, just act longing and incredible sadness. Uh, think about what happened. You just killed the man you loved. So he films her for literally like two seconds. And she has her hand like on her chest. And she looks like she's about to cry. And then he yells, cut, print, perfect, perfect, print. And I'm like, that's it? That's, all, that's the end of your scene? how long setting that scene up and yeah. he really only needed to video her for two minutes not even it wasn't and, even two minutes and honestly she she did a great job i mean you really got into whatever emotion she was portraying just by staring at her so like between that and the music that was playing and the like the pan in you know it was um it was really great so i don't blame him for saying cut but he just did all that work for literally a 30 well he did all that work because he's setting up his own scene for his first kiss yeah. with her yes I, I think we're forgetting that yeah we definitely forgot that he was trying to set up his kiss yeah so Shame. he's awesome. he's doing all this for his own personal reasons and um she says like do you are, is that good do you want me to do it again and he says no it was perfect and uh, they're going in for a kiss somehow like I he walks over to her um and i don't remember what they were talking about but i mean it looks like it, it could happen you know they're both really close and um they, you know he's leaning in for it and she just happens to look over his shoulder and she sees herself on the little screen and she's like what are you doing? And here Dawson gets busted trying to capture their first kiss on camera on video. Like he's recording it like a creep. Like a creep. <laughs> I wrote that too. Like a creep. <laughs> like a creep. He is recording this this thing. He really just he's so into this movie thing that he just wants to he wants to capture it forever. I guess he wants his first kiss to be on camera like a movie. I don't know. In that case, maybe he should have just I don't know. Anyways, he got busted and the kiss was a no go. That that bombed right then and there and she kind of got mad at him i don't blame her i'd be mad too yeah i'd be annoyed too i'd be like you're such a loser like really <laughs> like can you just like be normal yeah um, right <laughs> something i ask every day just be normal <laughs> yeah but normal's relative right guys We're yeah normal. it's fine it's fine um it's so we end up we cut to joey now she's walking down the dock to anderson who's once again playing the violin on his boat and he's pretty much leaving the next day. Um, he says he's in New York all the time and he could come visit her whenever. And he says he could meet up with her, take her to the Rainbow Room and they could dance all night, which I thought was weird because they're like kids, like 50 year olds go to the Rainbow Room. She says she's not much of a dancer. <laughs> i don't know what that is i'm like it's probably a club it sounds like it's a club i think it's like a restaurant and like uh, hold on i can google it but maybe this is the scene that i noticed his shoes one of the scenes he was wearing like 
they were vans. I'm pretty sure they were vans. He had to be on the dock because it's whenever they showed him on the dock, he was standing fully, fully up, like standing, uh, no, you could see, like his whole was, body. When I when I saw the shoes, he was sitting on his boat and his feet were kind of propped up. So never mind, maybe it was the other scene. I don't. I don't the know. Rainbow Room is an iconic dining and entertainment venue on the 65th floor of the Rockefeller Center with striking decor and views. Ooh. I've never been there. I've been the I've been to Rockefeller Center though, but I've never been to the Rainbow Room. For that New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been to the city. I've been to New York State. I've never actually been in the city. I've been really? around. I've been to Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty, but that's not technically the city. But I've never actually been into the city. Uh-huh. And the last the closest I've ever gotten was when I went to like Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island and the Twin Towers were still there. So that's how long. Oh wow, well, yeah. So yeah, I kind of wish I snagged pictures of them before before I left, but you know, who would have thought? that was ever gonna happen so she says she's not much of a dancer besides she's an east side girl and boulet is her haunt and he goes to cut her off he's about to say something about boulet but he stops he looks confused <laughs> as he should be because this is where joey fucks up so yeah she she we see joey's face and she's like what did i just say did i say something wrong yeah like that's the moment where she's like now he knows i was lying like she he's gonna figure it out but she um he gives her his number no, like, she gives her his number. Yeah, he gives her his number, and he, he totally plays it off. He just kind of like shrugs it off. He's like, you know, I know that I like this girl, and I know that she's bullshitting me right now, but I still want to pursue this because then maybe I, I really liked Anderson. Honestly, I really I remember the first time I watched this episode, I was like, oh, I kind of like this guy. You know, like I just I really like this guy, and I like this guy for Joey. I think he could. I think he could hang. I really think he could. I, I don't know. I just, I really liked him and I'm so bummed that he never comes back. He never comes back. He doesn't even come back to Caveside at all, ever. No, they they know. really did make him a, a really decent character too because they, they didn't make him turn out to be this like pompous little rich kid oh, who felt like he was better than all of them because I do feel like he could have fit in with them. I, I agree. And I, I really thought it was very clever for that too because it kind <clears throat> of, I think it shook Joey's views on how the other half quote unquote lives, you know, because she views people who have money to be very, you know, whatever. I I, I can't like my description words are failing right now well, she but... says earlier in the episode that it's a privileged life and right. like what's be- what's not better than that what's you know she, she has this 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 view on you know the way they behave and be you know act and i think it i don't know i just i like i liked him because he kind of he didn't fit quite into that mold like i feel like he was very understanding he wasn't very judgmental you know what i mean he wasn't snooty at all i didn't think he was snooty at all <laughs> I just really liked him. I wish that back. <laughs> well, a good a good moral of this episode is don't pretend to be somebody that you're not, you know? And don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, just be yourself. Because, like, what if, what if they ended up, like, he ended up coming back there all the time? She would have to avoid him. It's not that big of a town. And if she was, he'd be like, why are you here again? <laughs> you know? And if she was just honest with him, she could have just been more relaxed and, you know, just said, I live here. I wonder if that's the reason why 
Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't really think of that. She did tell him that she wasn't from the area, right? They were just visiting. So that could be a reason why he never thought to go back there. Although, I mean, sometimes if you're interested in somebody, you got to go back to the scene the first time you met them and you're hoping maybe they'll just happen to still be there. Um, maybe you get lucky, but he never oh got that would have been so interesting if later on in the seasons that they did bring it back like that. Showed up, right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too, and maybe he was slightly discouraged because because he does give Joey his number and she never uses it. Obviously we find out, you know, once she realizes exactly why she messed up, she just kind of there goes out the window. Um, But maybe there was a little bit of, uh, she never called me. She really wasn't interested. I'm not going to embarrass myself by going back there and trying to pursue this again. You know what I mean? So she also did give him, like he said earlier, radio signal vibes that she wasn't available. And she did make it very clear that she wasn't who she who she was making herself out to be. So he could have like, you know, <laughs> let's come up with like his character in our mind. Like he really could have just put two and two together and thought maybe she was just a townie and like she was afraid to admit who she was, that type of thing. But if she really if he really did like her, he would have came back or at least yeah. tried. But he put the ball in her court and I can respect that. And he didn't you know push and i respect that too but i just wish he came back but they have but they do have a really nice kiss at the end and they're out they're out in the moonlight and that really pretty song is playing dawson gets her kiss or his kiss and i love it we got her kiss before dawson it wasn't even planned (laughs) and um there's a really pretty song playing which i love it's uh called i'll remember you by sophie zalmani which is one of those songs that i remember i was on the hunt for (laughs) back in the day um and i still have her album but um it's such a pretty song to play while the scene is happening and he says is there anywhere i can walk you and she says no i have to go like you have to stay here with the stars or something like that it was really sweet honestly yeah. Their farewell was really sweet you need to stay here in the moonlight it's where you belong that's what she says she walks up to the dock and she gets in the car with bessie and bodie and um she, that's when she says to bodie who yeah. is on the upper east side or whatever and he says no it's on the west side and it actually closed three months ago or something was it the west side or was it some other country i feel like it was in some other country Mm-mm. no it was still in new york here i wrote it down uh where yeah, oh know. He says, no, it's in Tribeca and closed down a few years ago. I'm not crazy. It is in a different country. (laughs) Tribeca is in New York. (laughs) Just go. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) You're so smart, too. I don't understand. You said it so you said it so like earnestly too. Listen to listen to it. Sound like it's something outside of the United States. I mean, yeah, but it's in New York. (laughs) Well, I've never been there. Forget it. Oh, you cracked me up twice today. (laughs) Pull that out. Oh no, I think I should keep it in. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> if you fucking re- <laughs> New York. Oh my god. I'm only from Jersey and the state's only, you know, where All right. I'm from. You haven't been to New York City, so Tribeca. That's 
that's your excuse. Tribeca sounds like somewhere. Anyways, all right, we're moving on. <laughs> so, so, all right. So then they drive off. She throws his number out the window. Um, now we're back to the ruins where Jen is telling Dawson, like, you think too much. You're overzealous. I don't understand why you do these things. You're just so fucking annoying. Just let it happen. Stop making it happen when it should just happen organically, which is my motto in life. Just we let things happen. <laughs> exactly. Like, things will happen how they're supposed to happen. Don't when push it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's rushing something that's not supposed to happen. So and while he's doing that, he gets caught. He looks like an idiot. They have this conversation and he's having another nervous breakdown where he's like, just like saying, spewing all this shit where he's like, it, it was in my head. And if it didn't happen, how I wanted it to happen it would never happen. And I just know that it would be amazing. And blah, blah, you're the best person I want to kiss in the world. And she's like, oh my God, yeah. you're, you got to calm down. <laughs> she's like, She's like, now you're scaring me because you have this built up in your head that this is going to be the best kiss in the world. And now I'm scared. And, and he's like, scared of what? And um, she says, because what if I let you down pretty much? And he says, it's, ne- it's never going to happen. She's a disappointment. She's like, what if, what if I'm a disappointment? Or like her kiss is a disappointment. He really does. So he works this entire thing up in his head um about how amazing this kiss with jen's gonna be and jen's like wow that's a lot of pressure you know right. he, like, he really puts on the pressure um so i get it but you know and then we see um we hear people coming in and they run and hide he literally leaves his camera out like you could totally steal it <laughs> and the monitor <laughs> and they hide under this like little area with like yeah. cobwebs and stuff yeah it's it's like a like a screening i guess um that separates like the court area from I guess the, the, the woods and trees area wherever that wherever they are but it is it really goes to show you how much Tamara and Casey are not paying attention like they are so fueled by their hormones that they aren't paying attention so much to their surroundings because they're just assuming that the ruins are going to be you know for the most part empty like, nobody yeah. ever goes there they're on private property you know this is somebody's property that he built for his dying wife as like a you know know because she couldn't travel anymore and nobody goes there it's you know it's it's private property and you're right the camera's still set up the candles are still everywhere you know they still have these gauzy curtains that are hanging over the pillars to set the mood and apparently the mood was definitely very well set Um, (laughs) but yet they don't even realize it because they're just there to go bang and so they're hiding and bang they do. They're, so Jen and Dawson are hiding and Jen's getting grossed out because there's like cobwebs in her hair and he's like, shh, like stop, like they're, I can hear people and then. They have no idea who was there. They have no idea who it is. And all of a sudden, Meredith Brooks, what would happen if we kiss starts playing and then Jen slowly touches Dawson's shirt with her one finger and then they start kissing and it's like all right they finally got it over with it was a pretty hot kiss I'm not gonna lie I when I watched it I was like wow that was pretty sexy it was (laughs) and I and I'm not attracted to Dawson but I was kind of attracted to him in this episode I, I can't lie so they're having their first kiss and then we cut to the monitor and you just see Tamara uh like waving her hair in the back and you don't see who she's with but clearly we know who it is and we cut to the two of them laying down and he's behind her and they're just finished post-coital post-coitus 
<laughs> coital coit they, they just got they just got done fucking and <laughs> he's no longer a virgin <laughs> and um he's now a man like we said and she, the look on her face is like what did i just do and he's like just happy you can tell oh, that he's just well, happy. of course he's happy you just got laid i wonder i wonder how it went <laughs> since it was his first time he could not mm-hmm. have lasted long <laughs> seriously <laughs> See, maybe that was that was what you saw on Tamara's face. Disappointment. <laughs> she had to know what she was in for. He did. Cl- he did tell her, "You know, I'm a virgin, right?" So she had to have known. What was she expecting to happen? The first time probably lasted a whole thirty seconds. I'm hoping that they went again. You know, knowing knowing Pacey, they probably did. Pacey, <laughs> or even just young teenage boys. You know, like I don't. I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know either. We're we're getting we're getting into weird territory here. We are, but the look on her face, it really it really was. It was like a combination of what just happened, what did I do? And that was maybe a slight bit of disappointment. I don't I don't know. Well, we know eventually, you know, it does get better because they end up just having sex all the time. Yeah. But that that is how the episode ends and yeah, we're left I mean, with sort of like oh wow they just did it did did we also mention that the entire thing is on camera is uh, yeah dawson's so filming the camera was still recording for when dawson had it set up to kiss jen and he never turned it off and i know i know for next week for next episode we find out that because i saw the the opening that they do watch it and they figure out who it is but we'll talk about that next week but editing <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was a good episode all i really liked this episode i liked the dialogue i liked katie holmes in it a lot i'm so interested in this teacher student thing with tamara and pacey which is so interesting to me because i did not care about it before and um i was just mad that pacey was with somebody other than joey <laughs> <laughs> have an open mind it'll happen <laughs> you know it's gonna happen <laughs> I know, but, I, uh, but also we have dawson and jen now kiss for the first time so now where's and that gonna after, go after, every it was a, it was a um an episode of first you have joey's right. first kiss you have dawson's first kiss and but we don't know if that was joey's first kiss i feel like joey kissed somebody before that guy Ooh. I don't know. I just feel like she she did. She had to kiss somebody before before Anderson. I believe that was Dawson's first kiss. That was definitely Dawson's first kiss. I don't think that, I think it was also Joey's first kiss. All right. Well, I think she I think she kissed somebody in like ninth grade, eighth grade. And it was like fun for her and this person. And she never told Dawson about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Um <laughs> And then you also have, you know, Pacey's first leg. Uh-huh. His Pacey's first, ahead of the game. His first bang. Pacey's ahead of the game. Also, we didn't have any Grams, Mitch, or Gail in this episode, if you if you noticed. Yeah, we didn't. And Jen really wasn't in the episode that much. We were sort of like given more screen time with Bessie and Bodie. Which it was, was nice though to see them because we don't normally get to see them, at least so far in the show. But it was nice to kind of see because we always see Dawson's parents. Right. We never get to see Joey's sister and her boyfriend. We haven't been introduced to Pacey's family yet. No, I know we meet his brother soon. Doug? Doug. Dougie. 
which is another callback to Scream, Deputy Dewey, Deputy Doug. They call him Deputy Doug, right? Yeah, well, Deputy, yeah, and I think um, I think Casey has a nickname called him Dougie. So there's Dewey and Dougie. Yeah, I love I love it. I love the callbacks with all of his writing. But yeah, I thought it was a good episode. I liked how the story's going. And next week, I don't know what the episode. I really have to write these down before. <laughs> I have it. I can tell you. Have them all written down. I just got to get to the right page, which is right here. So season one of Discovery is episode four. Oh, I don't know what it's about. Oh, I guess they're going to discover that it was Pacey and Tamara. So yeah, that was episode three. And thanks for listening. And we're happy that if you're still listening, that you're still here. You're still with us. Yeah. Uh Um, And we probably really should start promoting, depending on how you found us, whether you were just searching around in podcast world, or if you found us on Instagram or Twitter, feel free to follow us if you have not. Right. So we are. Go ahead. Do you not know? Our, (laughs) our, Our Instagram is at Creek Talk Podcast. And our Twitter is at Creek Talk Pod. We don't have anything else at the moment, but if we have enough people follow us, we'll start a Facebook group. If anybody's interested in that, let us know in the, the comments. We'd be more than happy to do it. But um, right now, you know, we have, <laughs> as of now, we're, we're, what, two days away from airing our very first episode? So I hope by the time this is airing or released that people will actually be like listening and liking it. <laughs> But but if not, that's fine too because we're having fun and that's all that matters. Yeah, it's a big week for us. We're you know doing a lot of things with this and we're trying to you know get people to uh, to see what we're doing. And are you nervous, Stephen? Are you nervous about Friday? I'm not like super nervous. I was I was talking to my sister earlier about it and I said I'm a little anxious about it because I don't I like I've listened to our um i've edited so much that i know what our voices sound like and i'm so used to my voice now even though i hate it but um i hope people don't hate listening to my voice (laughs) but i have to tell you like re-listening to it so many times to make sure it sounds good i was cracking up at ourselves (laughs) and like i i don't know if that's just like narcissism or what but i think i think we're funny If I thought we were like not funny or cringy, I would like have taken it out. But I, I like podcasts when I listen to a podcast and the, and the hosts are just talking about like nonsense or they're like cracking up. I feel like I'm part of that conversation. Right. And I feel like when people listen to us, they'll feel like they're part of our conversation. I hope so. You know what I I mean? I hope so. Um, Now to give you, you listeners a little bit of a background here. I don't listen to podcasts, which is really funny. I've given her so many suggestions. <laughs> I try to find podcasts about books, but I find that I just, they don't hold my attention. I guess I just haven't found the right podcast, but it's just really funny because me who does not listen to podcasts is now on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> Steven is our podcast professional here. And- well, I'm not a professional. <laughs> I told you I YouTubed it. Compare to me. Okay, let's compare you to me. You are the pro and I am just your wing woman. So Look, I like I like listening to podcasts and I think um I've listened to enough to know like 
how to make one. I just needed the like technicals of it on how to do it. But I feel like I found a really good co-host with you to do this because I think we have a really good vibe. We're good friends. I feel like we know each other well enough. We're on the same page, I feel like, you know? Yes, yes. we have common interests and we have different viewpoints too, which is really great because we get to see, you know, different sides of the same coin. And it's nice to have that kind of diversity, I think, because if everybody just agreed with everything and it was all the same, that would just be so boring. Yeah. So boring. I think I think even outside of this podcast, Jamie, I think we have a really good rapport with one another. Oh, for sure. So I think people will see that hopefully and they'll they'll feel like they have a rapport with us after listening to it. So that's my hope and goal. And we're almost at a hundred followers on Instagram. <laughs> I can't I believe it. I, I know it sounds so like dumb because it's just almost a no, hundred, but because it's it's a you know like a, a not like a landmark but what's that that word it's like a milestone you know we're, we're yeah. getting the milestone and all of you that are supporting us and sharing our posts and um you know promoting thank you thank you thank you we really hope that you really enjoy you know what we're putting out there and yeah. you guys for sure um and also if we get enough of you guys really kind of you know supporting us and helping us and we get that facebook out there and um and it still keeps going. Maybe we'll put ourselves on YouTube and you guys will actually see our faces yeah. <laughs> we're having these conversations and you get to well, see, you know, <laughs> that's the, the goal. I, mean, <laughs> I, I do. I do want to start put, put ourselves on YouTube too, because I think it'd be, it would be fun for people to like watch us and a lot of your like facial expressions and stuff but i i'm not a youtuber i only go on to youtube for how-to videos and maybe some music videos or something i don't live off youtube but a lot of people love really think they love youtube they're on it all the time um you can find anything on there i know even the weird side of youtube you know like i know spoons and the unicorn was it charlie go to candy mountain charlie <laughs> if, you know, if you know you know clearly Stephen doesn't know <laughs> don't know that <laughs> Good candy mountain, Charlie. No. Right. Well, I just might have dated. I'll myself. look it up. I'll look it up. Don't even tell me. I'll look it up. <laughs> it's the weird side of YouTube. Okay, there's some weird stuff. You got rusty spoons. Do you know rusty spoons at least? Um. Oh, wait. Yeah. 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 I know who that is. Yeah, I know who that is. Yes. Um. That's more of my like. I think that's like my nephew's. Uh, thing because I would. How old is your nephew? Because that is old. Uh, maybe I'm not thinking of the right thing. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I don't know then. No, <laughs> I'll look it up. He's 18, so I don't know. Well, I mean, unless he found it, but I'm telling you right now, that video has been out since I was in high school, and that was a while ago, right? So, Jamie, I don't understand some of these things. I'm like I said, salad fingers. Look up. Oh, there- I know who that is. Yeah, yeah salad fingers. Rusty spoons. My favorite episode. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to YouTube it then. And then Candy Mount Charlie. Right, Candy Mountain Charlie. You'll find it. You'll find it. <laughs> There's so much crap on there. I used to watch. Um, <laughs> Don't don't judge me. But when my niece was like real little, <laughs> I used to watch this like vet in um in oh where was he? He was in like an African country and he would take care of all these dogs and they got these things called mango worms. So they would become infested with this like worm, but they would like like burrow inside the dog's skin. It's so sad, but he saved so many dogs and he, but he would like squeeze them out and they were living and 
at my niece would sit on my lap and I would be watching it and she'd be like, mommy, mango worms. And she'd be like, what the fuck are you making her watch? All right. I'd be like, like, nothing. That's just gross. At least what I watch is weird or funny. That's just disgusting. I don't know why. It's like, it's, I think it's like, just because it's, um, it's, I don't know why. It's like, it's a weird thing. No, People no, it's like watching Dr. Pimple Popper, right? You just kind of, yeah. You just can't not watch. So I understand. But he's, but he really did save so many dogs. And then there were some that would come in where they were just not, you couldn't save them because the owners just wouldn't take care of them. But it had something to do with like a flea and the, they would lay their you eggs. Can, you can, you can stop. <laughs> Got it. All right. Anyway. Stop there. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, so uh, Creakers. <laughs> oh my god. Um, we're gonna end the episode because I think we've had enough. But um, thanks for listening, and um, yeah, we'll see you next week on Creek Talk. <laughs> I don't well, know. I still don't know how to end these. <laughs> I mean, we'll see you the next time. We'll see you on Insta and Twitter. Follow us. Find us. Exactly. Yeah. Until next time. How about we won't see you, but until next time. That's better. All right. We have there to get better at this outro thing. <laughs> the intro, the next. I'll just be like, hi and bye. All right. That's good. All right. Well, until next time, Creakers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the